following podcast may contain some adult language. You've been warned. dedicated to the Genesis role-playing system created by Fantasy Flight Games and produced by Edge Studio, a show in which we, your hosts, discuss all things Genesis from both a player's and a GM's perspective. I am Tony Fanning, and with me, as always, are my good friends and co-hosts, Chris Holmes and Stefan Dragonspawn. Homie, how you doing? A little tired, because I packed up some, built some boxes and packed up some shit. I may be moving a little, a little ways down the road soon and of course i'm a big fat out of shape fat man and you know that wears me out a bit <laughs> i feel your pain i know but you know because i'm a completionist and i bought all of the damn unmatched stuff oh and my my bruce lee one came in the other day i have the buffy version <laughs> buffy the vampire slayer everybody yes i've never seen the show and I am on the middle of season five. Yes, I've been oh. binge watching it. <laughs> um, yes, um, yes, it's a guilty pleasure of mine now. Um, so it's bad, okay. it's good. But um, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Once upon a time, it was it was good television. I, 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 on. I know, I know. It's so I'm like, why yeah. am I watching it? But it's like a train wreck. You just gotta go to the next one. <laughs> the the musical Joss, episode is great. I mean, it's Joss Whedon, right? I mean, right. it's no Firefly, right. but <laughs> I mean, anyways, uh, let's move on. Stefan, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've been also moving a lot of boxes, but uh, related to work, so. Uh, <laughs> But we don't want to hear about work, not on this podcast. Uh, no, 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 but <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. The little uh, Buffy thing. There you go, Tony. Okay. We'll do that. <laughs> we we have been watching uh, The Witcher, which is kind of cool. Ah, uh, that's pretty cool. And also uh, a, a good old oldie sitcom, uh, the yep, old episodes of Mash. With, uh, oh, Alan that is Alda. a way back machine. Oh, Jesus. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. We, we actually watched the original movie, uh, and then we just started watching the, uh, the TV series. We're up to season two uh, right now. Uh, it's pretty good. I, uh, I remember growing up on that and, and watching it. My mom oh. hated it, but I loved it. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember watching that show as a little boy. Yeah. Yep. Way back when, you know. And the TVs were chiseled out of wood. That's right. <laughs> so that was, yeah. Other than that, I'm doing good uh, up here in Kanakistan. We have got some snow, but no, sto- no storm hit us yet. Uh, our dogs love it. So we're enjoying that. How about you, Tony? How are you doing? Uh, I live in the great white north that is Michigan, where mm-hmm. it, we did get damn near two feet of snow uh this week uh was a it was a long week so long so many hours put in at work where you are where you are those storms i know (laughs) (laughs) i mean 
I mean, where you are, that just it just it just takes that moisture right off of Lake Michigan and just yeah. oh Kalamazoo, <laughs> just yeah, yeah. It, right? Yeah. yeah. See, basically yeah. the clouds just go by and you hear a loud plop, and then there's like two <laughs> feet of snow. That's right. Yeah. That's all it is. That's really all it is. Yeah. Short and sweet. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's 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 been a long week. I had to cancel gaming multiple times, but I, my son and uh, I'm trying to get Chris and uh, his buddy Mark in, but we have gone back to playing City of Heroes. Online. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, so, Sean and I, uh, we, we we as a as a small child, he bonded with me playing as a superhero, playing that game. Uh, yeah, it's one of his first great. online games. I let him make character on my account and play it. And uh, awesome. way back when. So he absolutely just adores that game. And so him and I can sit and play and talk for hours playing it. Oh, that's cool, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's you get to play as a superhero and beat up bad guys. I mean, what else can yeah. you ask for? Right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one you can jump in and out of in seconds. Yeah, there's no commitment out to yeah which lately for me has been a yeah, big hard, deal hard yeah, to come back. so um but on another note we've uh thank you stefan for uh for building this episode for me uh had a rough week and uh you <laughs> no took, took the mantle um Whatever but, I can uh, do you know i think the next time you know uh, granted we only have a few episodes left but i think stefan if you do the show notes next time you should probably replace his name with like some weird fucking name. See if he reads it. <laughs> I'm just wondering. You know, if I great. didn't write it, I'm not gonna read it. That's for damn sure. Oh, if you didn't write I it, wrote him in the first place. <laughs> Something Hi, like Nosferatu. <laughs> my my name is Tony Nosferatu Fanny. What? <laughs> Did I write that? Uh, yeah. No. Today's episode <laughs> is is episode ninety six. A uh, topic inspired by listener Alexander Stoddard, uh, and it's entitled A is for Adventure. Right. Well, then let's um let's get on with it and uh, let's get uh get on to it and have uh, Stefan boost the signal here. How about that? You ready, Stefan? That sounds good. Sounds groovy. signal where Stefan shares all the ha Genesis news fresh off the wire and reviews a project from the Edge Studios section of Drive Through RPG or wherever he may have found this stuff on the internet somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> um what do you got, Stefan? Yes, all right. So thank you, Chris. Um so fellow Genesis fans, so in this episode, yep, I've got something from Artificer Games. Came out maybe just a little while ago. This is their first product for Genesis, and it's called Build Points. Uh, it's an alternative to giving players uh, just the additional experience points for beginning at the beginning of a game. Uh, so they instead they they admit that this breaks the normal progression of the game and allows players to take take more powerful talents. Without the prerequisites, increasing skills beyond the limits set in the core book, 
uh, or gain more credits uh, or cash, whatever it is, at the beginning of the game. So if, if they want that really expensive sniper rifle, they could afford it uh, if you want to go buy the rules. Um, so I, I got it. It's pay what you want. So I threw in a dollar. And it's only a two-page PDF, uh, but that includes the cover. So it's one page of material, really. And the BPs, as they call them, are meant to replace the extra experience completely. And you use that to build a character you want to play with more freedom than it would normally have. So uh, if you if your GM agrees to the, to this, sometimes it's a, it's a way to just build the characters a little bit more uh, powerful without worrying about the whole pyramid progression or buying rank one, then rank two, or rank three of skills. Uh, so uh, if they you if there are use, you know, like I mentioned, be aware that the, the benefits of draw and drawbacks that they can have on your on your campaign or the game. Um, kind of refer to, the, to them as uh, as super XP uh, because you can buy, let's say, all the way to rank five in a skill at let's say session zero. So the, your characters will be more experienced uh, right off the bat. So there's a few examples in the PDF. Uh, you know, maybe they, they'll be able to buy talents like dedication to increase a characteristic. So you check it out if that's an option that you you want your for your game to start with players that are highly experienced or or may have somehow inherited some powerful magical items from uh, their grandfather you know powerful sword and armor whatever um, for a dollar you might uh, would be worth checking out if it's for, if it's for you I just wish that he had maybe explained a bit more maybe a couple more pages. Um, he has a chart in there, or they have a chart on the build point cost, but maybe more detail I found uh, might uh, might help. Uh, I, I would definitely maybe reach out to them and, and ask if they could expand on some some details. Hmm. And so, then, so, another, you, so you read it. So you read it. Yeah. So in your opinion, what's the difference between this? Just a short. What what would be what's your opinion between this? Is this better than, um, in I'm, your opinion, than starting somebody off with ten thousand credits and one hundred and fifty XP? Uh, not you necessarily think? better. Maybe a little bit better in, in the way that it's maybe simpler. You just you know they, they get these build points. You don't have to give them ten thousand XP and ten thousand you know credits. Right. They just exchange. Let's say five build points to get 500 credits or multiples of five. And then you can, they just spend those build points to get more skills faster instead of calculating, okay, I have to spend five points. It's a career skill, so five points to get rank one, 10 points to get rank two, et cetera. They can just spend so in your opinion, would you X use number it? of build points. Would, would, uh, would you use this or would you, or would you do the I'd 150 to, XP and give somebody 10,000 credits, have do you to, think? I'd have to play with it. Maybe you'll agree with players if they can try it. If, mm. if, if it did, it, it was intriguing enough for me to, to okay. look into it. Cool. Uh, it might be a way, like I said, to, to build characters right off the bat real quickly uh, without having to go through all the XP expenditure and going through the pyramid 
because it does say that if you want the improved parry or superior parry, you pay for that, and you, it assumes you have the lesser versions okay. uh, of it. So, mm -hmm. But like I said, sometimes I wish they just have a bit more detail on explaining uh, how they go about it or if, if this is actually what they mean. So, uh, mm. A little more explanations. Than a little bit more. Like for, for one of the lines in their table, it says 20 to 50 BPs increase characteristic. You know, converted from XP cost. Okay, twenty to fifty. So, how much XP does he spend? Does he, he or she spend to get an extra point uh, gotcha. in their characteristic? Might be based off of the starting characteristic. If you're increasing it from two to three, it might be only twenty, you know, twenty-five. Uh, I'd have to uh, read up or maybe ask them uh, a bit more on that. Gotcha. Uh, so. Yeah, like I said, they give a few examples. Let's say one says, full example, 100 BP. The cannon is a monstrous man, built like like a steel, built like steel. His player uses 75 BPs to gain toughened, enduring, and durable at tier five. So oh, yeah, for th yeah, so three ability, three three talents would be at 25 points each. 75 divided by three to get the, the tier five. And then additionally, they spend you have anything the to add there, Tony. I'm seeing yeah. your face just kind of going, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You're muted, then, stupid. And then additionally, they spend 25 BP to take dedication for brawn, a tr truly a force to be reckoned with quote unquote. Mm -hmm. So. That's a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and just 25 build points, what, you know, to, to get, Brawn. Uh, they don't say how if the brawn goes from four to five or one to mm -hmm. two. Probably at least four to five or three to five, three to four. Bonnie Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit maybe. If that's a campaign, maybe if it's a short campaign, sorry, and just one characters. I don't know. If you don't, yeah. First thing that comes you, to mind there. Yeah, <laughs> but if you want a short campaign and you just want the characters to be, you know, awesome characters. Campaign, all right. <laughs> yeah. No. It might it might be suitable. Uh, could be could be your superhero campaign there. Tell yeah, me. yeah, that could be fit maybe a superhero campaign too. So yeah. uh, I just wanted to put it out there. If it's for you, good. If it's not for you, then you know. It's... Yeah, just, yeah, cool. All right. Yeah. And one other thing is that uh, there's a new VTT uh, available out there called uh, Questline, and they now have. Uh, the rule set and the uh, at least modules, whatever they want to call it, for uh, include the narrative dice system for uh, for Genesis. And it's pretty, pretty soon, Star Wars. I've seen of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and the Star Wars system and a few other systems, of course, the the, the big popular ones of Pathfinder and D Shift Seven D and a few others like Call of Cthulhu and stuff. But yeah, the uh, looks good. You can do a free trial. For 30 days, which you have like all the bells and whistles, uh, try everything before you subscribe. And then after that, if, after 30 days, you can keep the free trial, the free uh, subscription, but you only have limited features. Or, and then you unlock other features as the adventure or game master, so $3 or $5 a month. So not too expensive. Mm -hmm. 
but it allows you all kinds of other things too. You can use it as a play-by-post site, uh, 3D dice, uh, live play, of course, uh, drag and drop, uh, has support for numerous rule systems and it's continuing to grow. So uh, they have a Discord channel if you want to ask questions. You can uh, get on there and add different uh, chat, uh, chat uh, windows and uh, rooms uh, for that. So uh, once our internet here in the county uh, maybe uh, finally uh, gets fixed, we'll uh, I'll look into uh, into that. Might be worth it. We'll see. Awesome. Yep. So uh, links in the show notes for both the build points and the quest line vtt.com. If you guys want to go and check it out already. And pretty cheap that- too. Yeah. For a month, yeah. Too. yeah. 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 For a game master, just five dollars a month, so you can get uh, all the all the uh, all the stuff. So, and it's web browser based, so you you don't need uh, to download it and install it on your computer. A bit like Roll Twenty and a few others. Awesome. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. So that's it for uh, this segment of. Uh, Boosting the signal. I hope that helps these uh, the, these fine uh, fellow gamers uh, put out maybe some more products or uh, keep going on their other their current products. All right. Well done, man. All right. Well, welcome to the. Books of Genesis. I got nothing for that. You got nothing good. All right. Um, (laughs) So this is where we normally break down a section of one of our books bit by bit. But what we're going to do is dive in a little deeper yet shallow because we don't want to give away any of the adventures that were published. spoiler free, spoiler free, yep. deep dive into these <laughs> um, uh, one shot adventures that uh, FFG and edge studio had put out um, for the free RPG day um, adventures. Uh, we have the mob Abraxas for key forge that Stefan had looked at. Uh, we have the grand theft Amber for key forge that Tony has looked at. And I have uh, the Ashes of Power for the Twilight Imperium. Um, so, uh, yeah. And then there was another one that I have that I will put the. Sh- I'll have we'll have links in the show notes to each of these that you could download. There was also one that they did that kind of linked the Descent game for you know with in realms of Tirnoff called Lesser Evils. Um, that we'll just have the link for that one that you guys could download too. Yeah, but, none of us deep dove into that one. We didn't. Now we didn't don't know much about it. I didn't even looked at it, but it'll it's out there, and you'll have a link to it um, when you're li- when you go to the website to listen to this. So, um, well, let's just get her started. All right. Yep. All right. So, um, as you said, these um, the two of them were free RPG day adventures: Maw of Abraxas and um, Ashes of Power. Maw of Abraxas was the first one they did. Uh, so, Stefan, you want to tell us? First of all, what's Maw of Abraxas? What's your what's your elevator pitch? My elevator pitch. Well, 
if you're taking it directly from the adventure, actually, it has a nice little paragraph that can be spoiler-free, but sums it up quite nicely. So the Mara Braxis, it's an adventure in three episodes, uh, created to be a, to be able to play it in a single session uh, that will give players uh, a good taste of Genesis in general and a strong feel for the uh, amalgamated world that is the Crucible in particular. So we'll get a bit more familiar with that setting. Uh, written with newcomers in mind, but also with enough challenge and interest for experienced players, no matter what their level. So something uh, for for both newbies and experienced uh, players. That's the basic one, the basic pitch. Uh, I had the pleasure of playing in this adventure uh, a few years uh, back uh, when Keith Kappel was running it for a, uh, a virtual con. Uh, Keith Kappel, of course, some of our listeners might be familiar with him. He is the one who uh, published the uh, supplement Ready Fight uh, for Genesis. We had him on on the show a while back too, and he so he ran it. And uh, co- another one of our friends and friends of the show, Darren West, asked me to join when someone else dropped out at the last uh, minute. Cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yep. 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 Uh, and just to go back on when you mentioned about the uh, lesser evil, we may have touched upon that adventure a little bit on our episode 91 easy mode when talking about Genesis on easy mode. Right. Oh, with, okay. A little bit. But again, with without you know, uh, divulging any spoilers as much as nice. possible. So if anyone wants to know about uh, that a one. A shallow can, deep dive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a medium deep dive. A, a deep dive in a shallow end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that came out um, in 2021, uh, at, but it was only released as an online um, free RPG day adventure. Um, yeah. But also during uh, 2021, we got our first look at Twilight Imperium, homie. Ashes of Power. Um, and, you know, and I must say... This is going to be a nice introduction into that setting, I must say, because mm-hmm. you play a member, a party of the Calares, if I pronounced that correctly, um, basically investigators for the for the Galactic Council. Um, and you'll learn about this when you play the adventure or whatever, but it throws you into eh, not necessarily the action right away, but... Um, you're sent off on a mission and through this adventure, you will uncover some of the, um, background, some history for the, uh, setting itself. Um, would you say it's more of like a political intrigue style adventure as an overarching theme? It has that feel, but not necessarily that theme. Um, okay. But 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 there are elements of that which you, I feel you can bring in if you would like. I cannot say anything more <laughs> than right, that right, without right. leaving the shallow end. <laughs> I must say, um, just kind of you know kind of how you're in the shallow end and like that that you know like you're almost like the water's up to your neck. Just <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. about where I'm at. <laughs> with you that. want you want to you want to sit just just you in the shallow s- end enough to where you can still hold your drink. 
Exactly. That's very important. Yeah. Keep that. Yeah. Oh, that's it. <laughs> but it's um. But you know, it, it's uh. Yeah, it's pretty good. I must say. Um, okay. if you read it as a GM, and this is one of my tips, um, if you um, definitely read it as a GM, um a couple of times you can pull in what you like. And if you know your players and what they like, if they like the intrigue, if they like the politicking, if, if they like blasting shit, you can pull in whatever you want. I'm feeling. Um, and it is a pretty, it's a, it's a good intro to the system as well. Um, nice. Kind of makes me think of the star Wars intro games too, how they increase the, you know, they start you off with the simple skill checks. And I think we mentioned this in the other, in our other, um, what do you call it? Um, show, the, uh, show our, episode our 91 again. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's pretty good. So. Cool. So, and then and Grand Theft Ember wasn't released for RPG Day, but it was released um, in conjunction with uh, a novel that they produced, that um, came out from Arcanite Books. And um, so... It was co-written by uh, one of FFG's own, Tim Huckleberry, and and Julie Smith um, as a one-shot. Now, it kind of has this, right on the cover of it, it says, for level three characters, um, which is kind of <laughs> awesome. hilarious. Um, that What, Tony? The, there aren't levels in Genesis? What's up with that? <laughs> I think that was um, a joke. Or to awesome. give people an idea of uh, maybe that it's not just beginner characters. Um, but, uh, yeah, all, all in all, I'd say that it's a, a heist-type game. Um, cool. It incorporates okay. bits of the heist mechanics. Um, and uh, Given the name, yeah, I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And uh, <laughs> it's a... Their little pitch for it, I thought, was interesting because um, it doesn't go into anything about the adventure itself. Self, it just says uh, Grand Theft Ember is an adventure for Secrets of the Crucible uh, written by these two folks. Uh, the module is set in the Crucible's Quantum City and should provide a challenge for characters with 50 to 100 earned XP taking um, you know, one session to complete. And it can be used as a one-shot or as a campaign primer. Oh, um, there you go. Which I thought um, was interesting. And, and it is kind of written as a prequel to one of the stories or a couple of the stories in Tales from the Crucible, the book that uh, that it was released in conjunction with, um, which is a book of short stories. Um, I, would, um, I, I would definitely say... Ashes of Power. If you want to start a campaign in Twilight Imperium, knowing it mm-hmm. and and reading it, I recommend using it as a launch point for a campaign setting. Now, there are pregens that come with it, but this story, what it does, I would recommend it. Maybe you have to read it to know it. Damn it! I'm still at the edge of the, the edge of the. It, it, yeah. You could use it as a, a launch point for a campaign, and right. yes. What about what about Maw of Abraxas, Stefan? Do you think that's a good kicking off for a campaign? It could if you're 
if your players are wanting to get their feet wet to uh, keep going with the uh, pool analogy in the crucible. So, uh, you know, they're, they're going from one area of the crucible to the next, which is very different from the previous one, which has different properties and stuff. So you can you get a taste for, uh, for this as well, uh, because the planet of the crucible is big. So you can have all, all kinds of uh, weird environments to explore. Uh, it's much more action oriented in this case, uh, with a little bit of social, a little bit of uh, problem solving, but uh, it's a fairly straightforward kind of uh, adventure. Not as much intrigue, but that's not the the point of cru- the Crucible, uh, unless you really want to start going into the factions. Uh. You can, if you want it to now, be, you can. Is it, yeah. Oh yeah. Good. Is it written in like the traditional format where it's broken down into, you know, you've got most traditional one shot adventures are broken down into a three part story structure. You know, your beginning, which is your intro, your middle, which is where your majority of your investigative work is done. And then your big climax. Is it kind of kind of built like that? Well, well, that's it. Uh, reading up again uh, today, just to refresh my memory, is that yes, it is has three parts three main parts so and it, the the first part starts in meteores so the characters are already in the story when uh the module starts they, they puts them in situation a and then they do split each part into smaller subsections either little scenes or scenarios parts uh, subparts so that or encounters so you, the gm isn't like fishing for all the information okay there's this is part one. They're here, then, then they can go to a second section, and uh, what do they do from there? Uh, so it, it is broken down even further within the, the three parts. Nice. With, okay. uh, w- with a lot of little box text that helps the GM sometimes with some information re- re- regarding that part, whether it's about NPCs, what they do, what they, how they are, yeah. little bits of equipment that... Uh, that are involved or uh, the whole situation. And a couple of times, some box text that they say either you can read out loud as is or paraphrase. Now, are there, um, now one of the questions I ask when I look at an adventure is, does it have uh, bits that can be tossed in and out? You know, um, bits that are um, more of a, a, uh, either an alternative way of running an encounter. Because sometimes they'll, they'll throw in, two different ways to run the same encounter or um it or you'll have uh, an auxiliary encounter that you can add for time filler if you want or anything does it have anything like that in it in this one not really they uh, have a, set, a couple of encounters uh, that i guess they don't want to add too much because uh, they do mention that you know their main aim is to be able to run it in one session maybe if you run that as a as a con, part of a con event uh, but, but if you wanted to stretch it out, you could add more. And if the players are willing, you know, explore more of uh, the Crucible and more sections before you get to the MacGuffin. What about Ashes of Power, homie? How's that um, story structure-wise? Um, it's structured how you would expect. It has um, what they call, they have three acts in okay. it. Um, they have a couple of encounters in each. Um, and they do have a couple of ways for the players to um defeat overcome uh the second encounter actually they have like it looks like they have um 
three different ways to do it. <laughs> if you want, if they do it this way, if they do this way, if they do it this way, do it this way. And which I like, I think that's, I think that's pretty cool because there are crazy ass players out there like myself <laughs> that may do something weird. <laughs> um, what they also have provided, and I'll put this in, in, in the link that I'm going to put in the show notes includes the expanded content for this. They've added a couple of encounters towards the end of the module. They've also added two more pregens for a total of six. And now we're going to get into the number of pregens for each adventure. Um, that you can add or not doesn't take away from the adventure at all. Um, and this second act is a little bit of a almost they kind of wrote it almost kind of like a sandbox okay kind of um they could go players can go in a couple different directions if you want um and uh yeah doesn't suck i must say it's pretty good then in act three is obviously your you know your um your the climax to it all and um based on whether they succeed or fail in this adventure could have dramatic consequences for this sector of the galaxy. To be completely honest with you, it's pretty freaking cool. That's why I said it'd be a nice kickoff for a campaign, you know? So. All right. Well, Grand Theft, as you would guess, is written the same way. It's written Sweet. into three parts. Um, the All first right. part kind of introduces you to the, uh, the scene, so to speak, that's going on in, in the city here. And then it um, it's very uh, open at the very beginning on how you incorporate the the players uh, and their characters, which is um, it's not specifically designed just for the pregens. It's designed for any characters in the beginning um, so that you can you can have your players if they decide they want to make their own characters. It's very easy. um, It's easily written for any group. Uh, at the beginning. Yep. I agree too with this. And then, and then, uh, you know, it, the part two is a little bit more of the meat of it. It's the thick part. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It's where you're going to do the majority of your session. And then there's, you know, big climax at the end. Okay. Um, and uh, they don't give a lot of hints or tips on how to run it further or to add or subtract things, but okay. it is very, very concise. If you're looking for an adventure with very little prep as a GM, um, uh. Grand Theft Ember is you sit down, you read it once through, you can run it. You don't need a lot else beyond that. You, I mean, obviously you want to read each section before you get into that section or, or paraphrase should say, uh, skim, whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. a once through, reading it and i had an idea of how i would run this for a group just and it took me all of uh an hour on two different breaks today at work to read it um for the first time okay. <laughs> nice. uh, and yeah, it's fairly short i read it too when i was answering uh, uh alex uh, alex's uh uh reply to us on uh, facebook messenger uh, when you reached out to us because uh, his question that, was specifically more about the one you read right 
Well, that's it. But rereading rereading his his inquiry, his first text to us, it, he didn't specify Malva Braxis. I, I I was sure he, he had. Well, I assumed actually he, that he just meant the Grand Theft Amber, which was the latest one. Which had just come message. out around the time when he originally sent that to us, I think. Well, that's it. So that's what I thought. Is that a question I, that we can put on the air here that doesn't give anything away? Do we want to answer that? Is that what we're getting at here? Do we want to do that right now? or yeah. Were we prepared to do that? <laughs> well, it's, it's what we had in our uh, in the outro. We had his original um, question in our outro, but we can read it now if you'd like, Stefan. Yeah, well, uh, might as well just go back to the, the notes here. Yeah, so Alex on Facebook Messenger, he had asked about the uh, you know, uh, Keyforge, the Maw of Abraxas, which I initially thought was Grand Theft Ember. Uh, it says, uh, quote, uh, I'm a new BGM with success running the Star Wars beginner game, which you recommended in easy mode. Uh, would a constructive critique of the writing of Keyforge Free RPG Adventure Module work as a show? I, e.g., what parts are easy to jam? What parts need more prep, suggestions, etc.? Oh, okay. I've, yeah, I've seen. He says I've seen one criticism that the grand finale is very loose, and having read it and not being an experienced GM, I think I would really struggle with it too. I realize that it might be a lot of work. I'm inter- interested enough to chip in or try to crowdsource if needed some kind of commission <laughs> for that work. <laughs> so yeah, when, when he said that, I, I thought you know, Grand Theft Auto, well, we could definitely, I thought, Amber, yeah, okay. I thought that one was more open-ended at, at the end. Malver um, Braxis does have that little paragraph that does mention that they could, you can continue the adventure or with these characters, Quijens and, and, and so forth. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think uh, this one doesn't need as much. I think uh, work. Uh, yes, you do have to sort of do more theater of the mind because it does not include any maps. Uh, of That's locations. what I was going to get at. That's what yeah. I was going to get at next is um, what resources are provided with the adventure and uh, it maps. Uh, and yeah. I, but I do know something that's in those two that's not in this one. And Stefan, if you want to. Uh, but before we out. go on to that, before we go yeah. on to that, I do want to make a comment because you guys sure. commented on reading those two adventures. Mm. I need to make a comment about Ashes of Power. Mm-hmm. New GMs will want to read this one two or three times. Okay. okay. I I read it once and I'm like, oh, what? There was a point in it, a main plot point, that I needed to re go back and reread to connect a dot. Right. Okay. I didn't quite get. And I'm like, well, well, I got it. But I'm like, well, was is there a typo or something? There was I, I, I don't I don't want to give away anything, but it's when you read it, you'll know what yeah. I mean because you're gonna right. need to go back and reread that again and go, Well, how do I make yeah, this then- connect? point a to point b and get them there gotcha without like hand holding them and getting them there and making it too freaking (laughs) obvious or whatever yeah and then the then then i must say yeah yeah and then and then well not that so much as like i told you in act two it's more of a sandbox right need to get them to the corner of the sandbox (laughs) but you don't want to point at the the sandbox but you don't want to dig up over there right yeah right 
and you want the sandbox close enough to the pool that you're in. <laughs> that's the, it. The shallow end, right? Because that's where yeah, the little get kids it, are. Get it near the water where get the it cats near the water. poop in it. Yes. yes. Yeah. And, and 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 well, that and gets everywhere. Right. And the second thing, and granted, I didn't read all the words to the adventure. I I, I went ahead and read read it all. Um, oh shit! Did, did are we gonna have the uh, a Necronomicon and, situation because you didn't read all the words? Uh, it's definitely an N word, <laughs> but no, <laughs> the nickel, <laughs> right? Um, um, <laughs> um, no, but the but the finale fight thing encounter is I would recommend reading it a couple times okay. as a GM. Okay. And prep, ah, fuck, this is hard. <laughs> Having to keep your tread in water here, baby. <laughs> um, well, and, you know, I, you as a GM know your skills. And I will tell you, um, if you are a seasoned GM, you'll know. You'll read it once. You'll get it. You're like, ah, no big deal. Not as seasoned GMs. We'll probably want to read it a couple times. Might want to prep some things. Make notes. Prep a couple things. Maybe have. light. Maybe have a um, maybe have a set piece ready. No maps in this one. We'll, this is my follow-in to your next thing. Resources are available, right? May have a map. May want a map. May have some things out there, just to get it going to kind of connect the dots for the players, characters, for them to know what to do. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I don't know. It's it, yeah. it, it, it is what it is, but it seems like it would be a really fun conclusion and climax. To right. Run. So. Right. Yeah. Yes. In, in the Maw of Abraxas, at least, like I said, no, no maps, but there's lots of little cool images on various pages. One could take little screenshots and crop them to show the players. Yeah. Nothing you know, like that like, in this, but um, no. they do it's have, in all. the expanded section, they do have a map of that you could use. Right. <laughs> Not going to say of what, but a, a map you can use. Fair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fair. And you may want to create your own for the other places that they may want to go. <laughs> Just Pin Yeah, Pinterest can be a That's great a resource for that, maybe. So, yeah, uh, you see, oh, yeah, I was going to mention me. that. I was going to mention that as well because uh, I did. Pinterest is. For my uh, looking at this, and I thought, oh, I, this. This needs a map. This particular there's a there's a scene in here that needs a map, you know. Yeah. Um, and quickly just typed in a, a brief search in Pinterest, and boom! Within two seconds, I had three or four different choices of map that I could use for this one scene in the in the adventure. So it's especially with KeyForge, you can incorporate any style oh, yeah. um, of map. You don't have to have a fantasy map or or a you know a sci-fi map or a steampunk map you yeah. you can have any of those with keyforge so yeah and it'll fit one way or or the other exactly exactly but i did find one particularly that like fits the aesthetic of this particular city um in the event that the adventure takes place in um that it was like it kind of stood right out. It's one of the first choices that showed up on Pinterest, but all right. right. Yep. I'll, nice. I'll, I'll second that suggestion, third, that suggestion. Yeah. So <laughs> just for sure. And, Emotion carries. And it, Emotion and, carries. and as a rule uh, for, for newer GMs who are not familiar with um, 
you know, especially if you're not running Genesis a lot, um, you've got your narrative range bands versus a lot of the yeah. resources out there that you find maps, they'll have squares or hexes on them. Mm-hmm. Um, keep it simple. Engaged is in the very next square or hex. Yeah. Um, short range is one to, you know, one to five away, uh, maybe, or one to three away. Um, and then, uh, medium range would be double that, you know? So if you're one to three, then it's be five to six or it'd be, uh, six to 10, depending Depending on on the the size size of the map. And and then, and extend that outward, um, each time, um, doubling the distance. Uh, keep in mind that long range normally has two movements worth of range band. Um, to, to, it's a range band that has two movement zones in it, long range. So um, if your medium is five squares or whatever, or five hexes, then your long range you'll want to be 10 um, mm-hmm. so that you can say, you know, okay, one move will get you here. And that's about halfway through the long range zone. Um, just as I a... Know I, I know when I was running Star Wars, we'd always do the whole... Hey, you know, the width of the cantina is short range. The length yeah. of it is medium. Um, yeah. And then typically I would up. keep my set pieces to short, medium range. And if you're in like maybe a hangar bay, it's like, hey, from one range to the other, that's long range. Right. If yeah. you're outside in the wilderness, that's when you get to the extreme ranges. But as a rule knowing, of thumb, yeah. Knowing your yeah, scale for your <laughs> yep. adventure and your adventure maps, if you're going to use them, yep. knowing yep. your scale in advance is. Uh, uh, just flat out right a, yeah. a gm tip no matter what adventure you're going to run if you're going to use a set piece where you have a map know yeah. the scale of the map and one players thing, are going to want to know that right up front yeah mm-hmm. and one thing you are going to be and if you are using maps they are when you lay them down on say if you're playing face to face if most uh, maybe People most of us still? are playing up i i do <laughs> <laughs> uh but if you're play, even online right you see a two-dimensional map. Remember, those maps can be three-dimensional too, right? I mean, short range could be second story. Medium range could be two stories up if you're in a big warehouse, right? True. So keep yeah. that in mind too. Um, that adds a, another dimension ah, to the hey, to hey, the hey, set piece. Depth. <laughs> depth. Uh-huh. Ah, there what, you go too. I see what We're you did just, there. You see what we did there, you know, to the to the whole encounter and adds flavor to it too, you know. So, All right, so to get us as back a bit on of gritty, track, as more, <laughs> as more greeniness, more like sand. <laughs> right. So oh, to get us back was, on track. Uh, you know, choo choo. <laughs> yep. Stefan, um, <laughs> do you have any overall or specific to the question that Alexander sent us, GM notes that you'd like to share about this adventure? But this mention, since he asked about Marvel Braxis, um, just read it uh, if you need to. Yeah, even if though it's it's a simpler maybe scenario than Ashes of Power, read read it uh, a couple of times um, just to get a, a better feel for it, and uh, make notes if you have to. Little uh, highlights of certain passages. I mean. The adventure itself is written pretty well with uh, various texts in bold, so you can see def- definitely which skills and difficulties are suggested. Um, so once you have some ideas on how to uh, to run the encounter, you know, uh, yeah, you'll be good to go, I think. 
get some maps if you uh, if you need to, if you can think of. You might not need them. Uh, running it, um, well, playing it uh, under Keith Kappel, uh, he didn't use any maps. We do. We did all theater of the mind, and he just brought up a couple of images that he took screenshots of once in a while, like for a Martian walker and other things that happened during the adventure. Spoilers, uh, but that doesn't it doesn't spoil the plot anyway. But still, a couple of images that were involved in there. Um, you brought it up, so just give us a, a nice look at what the uh, some of the scenes are, you know. Uh, and then uh, the, the characters themselves, uh, we can go through the, the pregens uh, later. But no, I think straightforward enough. Um, it, it might depend sometimes on your players. If they like to go off rails or, or think really outside the box, yeah, then you might have to modify uh, your own response if it hasn't been covered into a, in the adventure. But that's like with any adventure. You know, uh, the, the writers cannot foresee everything that the players might think of or do and find a, a different solution uh, to uh, to the dilemma or the obstacle and just go with it. You know, right. and that's what that's the great part about Genesis. Sometimes like, yes, that'll work. Say yes. And, you know, yeah, your dice are going to take you in weird directions and your players can't. <laughs> that's it. Even if you say, say no, say no, but you can make another suggestion. You know, maybe you know, a certain skill might not be appropriate, but some a different way of using the skill or a slightly different skill could nice. work. All right, homie, how about for Ashes of Power? Do you have any um, more specific or additional GM tips? for uh, a beginner or even an experienced gym to run? Um, yeah, I think for both, um, beyond what I had already said, um, like I, there were, like I, there were, this is, most of it is theater of the mind, um, mm -hmm. no maps. So if you need to, think your group needs them, create some. Um, the other thing is there are two, um, there are two extra pregens in this expended content, um, and like I like we had said, this adventure builds on starts you off as an introduction to Genesis. So, the first skill check is tailored to each of the main pregens, right, and gives information for each of them. Now, you could do one of two things here if you want to bring in those extra pregens. Either if one of the main ones are swapped out have in mind what content you'll be given for their skill checks to the extra pregens that are being used or create your own content for those skill checks. Now there's not a whole lot of information about Twilight Imperium there that you can draw on to help. And the background, there's a little bit of background for each of these pregens that you might be able to pull in. And then given the adventure itself, eh, you might be able to, but I'd have something like that ready. You know, okay. um, especially if it's new, new players as well. The other thing is, and which I touched on as well, is um, read the adventure a couple times. Even if you're experienced GM, read it a couple times. Understand it, how you want to get from point A to point B to point C and to get to those corners of the sandbox, yeah. you know, in the middle part, right? And um, like I said, I did have what's called a code smell. That's what I use in my industry. I'm a software engineer, and we use that term, which is a 
stinky piece of code that kind of, oops, I'm smelling something that isn't <laughs> quite right, and I need to kind of bring it up. And that's what I was bringing up about that plot point kind of connection that I wasn't quite able to get the first time through. Um, and <laughs> my group goes left instead of right, which is fine. I do it myself as a player without even knowing it. Um, and, you know, you can have contingencies for some of that. And there are some areas in here where you might be able to prep. So, you know, it could go a long way to prep for that stuff, too. Um, and you might have some idea. There might be some ideas in there for you to do. And they do ha they do a good job in here um, about laying out, like I said, a couple different ways that they can solve this encounter. And if you could think of anything else, make notes of it, which is always a good t good thing. Right on. If you wanted, and um, they have linked what's called they've done something different here called agendas each one of the main characters has an agenda right and and i didn't re and i can't remember whether the and i didn't make a note on this whether the pregens have they gave the pregens agendas as well but from their background and their motivate they didn't do quote-unquote motivations but from their backgrounds you could probably pull an agenda out if you want to use them as a new gm don't necessarily need to use the agendas if you don't want to but it does add a layer of intrigue depth if you want to the adventure a little the way that they present it is a little metagamey for me, but it's, it's like, for, in, for instance, it, it's like GM should tell this player that they can attempt a certain check, boom, that will then their agenda will be fulfilled. Now, I don't like hand-holding players that way. They should be able to figure this stuff out, but new players, you might want to. It's up to you. But there's that kind of stuff that's in here, which is another layer. And so that's another thing you might want to reread and maybe make notes on if you want. So, so yeah. How about you, Tony? It, it, with yeah. Grand Theft Ember, um, there isn't a lot of GM tips that I would incorporate. One thing that I would, uh, a couple things that I would mention, um, because there are parts of this adventure where it tells you read this aloud one of the things that i when i first started out gming and running pre-constructed adventures um and i hadn't really built the ability to speak dramatically as a dm or a gm well one of the things i did was i i would take those back in the day i didn't have the ability to do so with a computer but i would highlight the words that i wanted to emphasize in the read aloud sections um and then over time that has become um a habit of mine that i do but i what i'll do is i'll blow up the text and put it into a word file and i will make those parts bold because a lot of times i catch myself i make i paraphrase the read aloud sections but the key points in the read aloud section that you want to make sure you convey underline them bold them highlight them make sure that that is in your uh paraphrasing when you 
do that. Uh, that's a great point because i've missed <laughs> so many times because <laughs> i run a lot of advent pre-can adventures uh-huh right and then online it's easy easy in like fantasy grounds especially with the d shift 7d i could just hit the little chat bubble put it just copies it into the and chat it dumps window. it into it, chat it yeah. dumps it people can read but nine times out of ten i'll paraphrase it and i miss shit like Oh, wait a second. I didn't tell you that the big bad guy is standing right in front of you. God damn it. <laughs> I didn't the big tell bad you guy that the right front of you. on fire that you're, you know, you're trying to rescue <laughs> That you're the baby trying to run of. into. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys, need, you, guys make con- you guys need to make, like, resilience checks. Why? Building's yeah, on fright, fire. What? Yeah, fright check. <laughs> what, what, that, what the fuck? Wouldn't that happen? <laughs> well, I told you. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, you, now you need me to fear check. Why? Because there's a big demon in front of you. Oh, you didn't mention that. <laughs> well, there he is. Baylor, instant Baylor. Underline, bold, or highlight your emphasis. All right. <laughs> However, you need to emphasis it. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah. Uh, and then the other part is um, so, without giving anything away, this adventure occurs concurrently with a huge event, awesome. and that huge event could be a draw to draw the player characters away from the story. So have in mind notes for yourself, a bits of flavored text that you add to the adventure. If you're going to run this to describe that other event and make it seem either like it's appeal- in the background, like it's in or- the, it's a background piece so that they're not so lured away by it, that the <laughs> action is c- occurring mm. around them. So it's uh, not like a big juicy red herring out there. Well, look at this. No, oh, no. that's yummy. Let's go grab it. <laughs> Let's okay. okay. Uh, I'll I'll it's it's a battle. Oh, okay. I, I can reveal that. There's a battle going on. And if you have a more combat oriented character, let's say a a Brobnar giant or something, they may want to run over there and start playing smack heads, right? Um Fantastic. You, if you describe <laughs> this battle as going on as being part of around the, you stuff going on around you yes and things blowing up and uh you know all right uh, if you keep that descriptive going through the encounters in the game you'll draw your players into your story more um because you've incorporated that and they're not drawn as far a, you know they're not drawn to look over here you know, yeah, it's not part of the main mission. They don't it. think, oh, this is part of yep. it, so we have to do, to do something about it. It's like, uh, right. it's just happening. Yo, keep it smart. Don't. Oh, look, there's a bunch of children but, in a bus. But <laughs> yeah. if yeah. you need to split the party as an evil GM, yes, da, 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 da. <laughs> a great way <laughs> is to have a spaceship crash between them, you know, yeah. <laughs> or on them. No, uh, all no, right, uh, sweet. So yeah, that's that's my my point to that okay, is cool. that having a couple of notes on how you would further describe that action going on in the background to make it seem like something they don't want to be a part of um, okay. or do want to be a part of if you want to branch it out. If you want them to uh, stick their toe into the water of the battle going on, then, um, you know, give them maybe a floaty or two. Um I see what you did there, Tony. <laughs> Maybe give them some water wings. <laughs> what are those tubes called? Those are special things. Uh, pool noodles. 
Pool noodle. noodle. There you go. Give him a noodle. <laughs> so uh, all that being no- said. Noodle them with it. That's the right. key noodle part to it. any real good uh, adventure hook, getting players to want to play in one of these pre-constructed adventures is what? It's the pre-gen characters. Yeah. So let's Absolutely. do maybe not so much of a we can share more about these. We don't these don't have to be spoiler free. We yeah. can kind of do a little bit of a, you know, a round on a round robin kind of thing around, on on the characters. Mind you, if we do that, I'll have extra because this particular adventure yep. has <laughs> 10 pre-gen characters. I have um, which are all the protagonists <laughs> from the stories in the, okay. the novel. Um, oh, that's cool. Right. Well, I have four main and two in this expanded content. How about okay. you? How about you, Stefan? I just have four, but they're okay. pretty. They're, okay. they're nice. They're nice. I, I I enjoyed reading up on on each of them uh, myself. And the one so I we played, each do one. Tony cool. does two, and it will be all right. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. To it. <laughs> all right. We'll start with Stefan. I know you played one of the characters yeah. uh, so you want to start with that one yeah i'll start with that one i really enjoyed playing her uh i had uh, picked the uh, the saurian scientist slash craniac uh that's the career uh-huh. that they call it uh named tusia uh so she's a saurian scientist so a lot of her skills based on knowledge but with a few other little cool skills as well uh, a bit of combat skill as well uh computers and of course, my favorite thing about her was that uh, she has a talent called Know-It-All. This is where I could add uh, up to four boost dice <laughs> on a knowledge skill check. Oh, oh no wonder why the fuck you liked her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At, at the co- but, but at, but at oh, the cost, I, I don't even have to ask the GM. I just say, I am going to get up to four boost dice, but... <laughs> The cost is that I'm inflicting strain to all my allies equal to the number of boost dice I'm getting. <laughs> because then, you know, she goes on about, oh, yes, um, do you do know that uh, the quantum flux it was created by Dr. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> going Holy on fuck. and on Hang about on that. <laughs> yep. Wait, did I play in this with you? Because no, I, I vaguely so. remember you playing a character <laughs> that got a fuck ton of boost dice and my character getting strain. <laughs> Yeah, Dude, I might have played that... in this with you. No. No, it wasn't that character. No? Okay. No. no. Wow. Well, I remember still... that happening. <laughs> yeah, that was another character with the same talent, that. I think. <laughs> there was that talent used in that talent. Oh, yeah. character. Oh, you did. Uh, oh, that's all. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, and, uh, I, I t- yeah. Yeah, I took that character for <laughs> one of our advantageous threats. So, uh, so yeah, she, she goes on a little bit like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. So, you know, the properties <laughs> yeah. of, a, of a snowy tree cricket is about this and that. And I'm like, oh, yes, we know, you know, All right. <laughs> which was awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, and Keith, of course, was able to to uh, to roll that in uh, as well. And, and, and the other character as well, uh, if you that was my favorite one, of course, that's why I picked her. Uh, her effects was pretty good too. Uh, she has an effect with uh, magical uh, amber kind of thing. Uh, Tusia's hazard field, which uh, as a maneuver can deplete uh, her amber uh, to activate it for the remainder of the, co- the encounter whenever someone targets her. 
uh, or one of her allies uh, within short range add two setback dice to their check. It's more like a cloaking field kind of thing. Um, it has on the character sheets, you know, uh, motivations, but they're not separated into the strength flaw uh, like the base. It just a couple of paragraphs on how to to player uh, a little bit, uh, playing in character, uh, her perception, and so forth. And then at the bottom, they have to help new character, new players, uh, symbols, the the various narrative dice symbols in the dice and what they mean. So the advantage symbol, the difficulty dice, etc. So players can immediately see what the... Is there a character portrait also? Yeah, the character portrait is there. Uh, fairly full full body kind of thing. It's quite, uh, quite detailed there. And even the weapons, you know, if it says crystalline weapon, then I, underneath that it says... You deal six damage on a hit plus one damage per uncanceled success. So it explains how damage is applied. Right. Know. Okay. So for new, uh, new characters, some of the details are already there. So that's the first character. Nice. All right, Chris. Nice. All right. Well, hey, the first char- character that I have is under se- and undersecretary Chiliax. Mm-hmm. He's a, I don't know, Sasha species <laughs> the Calaris liaison yeah that makes a lot of sense to everybody doesn't it right yeah. I mean, yeah. what the fuck? To pronounce things is the best part of it isn't it great <laughs> yeah i know i mean i mean come on now chiliax carries an antique an antique uh lazax grav mace gifted to him by the winaren keeper of the custodian chronicle <laughs> that means everything right it everybody. does oh yeah that means a shit ton to me i don't have a fucking clue what that is but anyways but that that's his like there's a motivation that they that they give here um his agenda right um he's his agenda is to be indispensable to this calaris um group um he takes any chance to increase his influence on this agency that he's new using there's um three bullet points on how you could play this character kind of cool um, nice. The first one is uh, you're earnest and sincere to a fault and desire to strengthen the Calaris as an institution. Others sometimes find your optimism grating. Oh, that'll be fun to role play. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of cool. And they've got, you know, he's got some talents and abilities here. Proper upbringing is a good one. Um, you know, uh, this gear and equipment are here some special qualities on this ancient mace that he has looks like there's a command code that he can put in to unlock this um, bypass some security if you're ever in this uh lazax i don't know facility or whatever you can make an intelligence check and use it um and like stefan said they go into like the eight damage you know it does eight damage on a hit plus one per canceled success uncanceled success um full body picture of this guy looks kind of like a i don't know kind of like a shark actually kind of looks like a turtle space turtle <laughs> doesn't he yeah kind of cool oh, yeah the, the zikcha yeah they're like yeah turtle like how you pronounce it <laughs> the zikcha yeah there there's okay. a there's a guy on youtube who you look for uh, batteries not included um who does uh-huh. quite a few nice videos about the different factions not game related oh, okay. but you can still take it from the game from both the board game and uh uh cool. role-playing and yep. you'll not 
lots of uh, good uh, expose about each background, each uh, faction, and you know, then, then you get an idea of how to pronounce some of these names as well. <laughs> and the guy's obviously, voice is really, really good. Obviously, too. I haven't looked at that one yet. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Okay. How about you, Tony? What, well, what, what um, two do you have there to share? With well, us? I'll tell you right now, first and foremost, uh, these are full character sheets. These are not a character folio okay. like the pregens that you guys mm -hmm. have. Each of these are full character sheet with the entire Keyforge skill list. Gotcha. Um, the weapons break down for the individual weapons. It doesn't say you do X amount of damage plus one per uncanceled success. That has but, a certain of assumptions of knowledge. Right, but it does have a drill down Level of... Level three knowledge. <laughs> right, it, you know, it, it does have a drill down of uh, how many advantage or triumph it takes to do uh, Got it. critical. And, Quit, yeah. Um, you do get full motivations, all four uh, motivations for each character. Mm -hmm. And um, each character has a one paragraph, roughly, background that brings them into the city, um, Quantum City, <clears throat> which is uh, it, it's something you want to do if you... If you're running players in their own their own characters that they make, you'll want them to have a reason to be in Quantum City. Got it. Um, similar to the ones in the pregens uh, or something. They they have to be there for a reason. It doesn't have to be as a group. They could be meeting for the first time at the beginning of this adventure. Okay. So uh, that being said, um, oh, and uh, none of these characters are given character art either so if you want you can encourage your players to find art for their character if you know if they want to um, but uh, so the first one is vera vera is an elf vault warrior uh and she's kind of you know she's kind of a adventurer your standard adventurer um yeah, she's got a good array of weapons and a good array of um of skills that put her right there as she's kind of a just your indiana jones adventurer type character uh, cool. uh some fat astray to be done vault warrior she's definitely a warrior class i mean she's got all okay. four combat skills so mm -hmm. um she's a she's a fighter for sure um it does go into you know each character has uh in their gear they have bits of gear that augment some of your skills. So you'll want to, it's not built into the skill. Uh, so you'll want to make sure if you're looking at it, at the character to make sure you find those. And then each one of these only has a couple of talents. There's, there's no talent tree. Um, they have two to three talents kept them real simple. Most of the XP spent on them was spent in raising skills. Um, uh, that's pretty much it for her. She's a pretty straightforward character. Second character is Roslyn, or Roz, who is a human engineer. Um, engineer, mechanic, um, has pretty standard laid out motivations for a mechanic. Um, they have a, a, a companion, I think. Um, a, a robot, family robot, that they uh, are there to fix uh and it's an interesting um this is an interesting character he's got a nice background with very simple straightforward mechanic like 
motivations. Uh, again, but knack for it mechanics. I mean, you can't go cool. wrong with that. Uh, Got it. And talk shop, which I think is a great talent for a mechanic. Uh, mm-hmm. When making a charm check targeting other engineers, you count your ranks in charm as equal to your mechanics role. Uh, so awesome. <laughs> that's a talking that's, shop. That's talk great. Shop is, is a great talent for any engineer. Um, that's so and, flavorful uh, too, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, simple. That that now I will say this that the the character's notable features and description does give you a good idea of what they look like. Oh, okay. Um, so you don't need art. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's cool. two of them. Now, I do want to preamble one last thing. This adventure came out. I don't know if they fully spell checked it or whatnot, but they for each one of these pregens, maybe they insist that the players change their names at the table. But they still they have the player names from the from the play testers on the character oh. sheets. <laughs> still, uh, not it's not left blank. <laughs> I don't know if you want when you set your group down. You, okay, you're gonna be Tristan. Your name's not Joe anymore. You're Tristan. I don't know. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so that's pretty but. good. <laughs> Anyhow, that's those two. Stefan, what about you? Yeah. Another one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the second one is a human discoverer named Quell. She uh, she's pretty brawny. She's could be the one of the fighters a uh, bit of the group. Uh, explorer kind of thing. Pretty brawny. They, they mentioned that she doesn't have any talents, but she has mutations. One mutation is that uh, allows her to climb more easily. The other one about quick reflexes, giving a boost dice to initiatives. Uh, so yeah, uh, playing this character, the motivations. You know, she's a thrill seeker. Uh, she, she likes to get into, into danger. Uh, exposure to Ember suddenly mutated her. Uh, she says, uh, "You're tough enough to hold your own alongside giants. You would readily throw yourself in front of danger to protect your friends." You know, um, and her prized possession. I, I love her gear. It's she's got a, a zoom claw. Basically, it's a big rifle with a grappling hook it can be used as a normal uh, rifle doing the damage but also uh, adding a boost eye to athletics uh, or coordination coordination checks to climb jump or swing uh, across different things using it as a grapple gun (laughs) or pulling targets uh, to her come over here you're not escaping me (laughs) so she reels them back in (laughs) and and even spending an ember with her jet propelled to stagger uh an opponent as well (laughs) she's pretty cool that way that's uh fairly straightforward uh the good good illustration of a brawny brawny woman with a like hide armor uh definitely well worn Okay. So yeah, cool. that, that's her. Yep. Cool. Well, I have my next character here that I want to share with you is a human orbital drop soldier named Major Jana Pradhan. She is a sole veteran soldier. Um, Federate, sole Federation veteran. Um, she's 
she don't like the L1Z1X folks because uh, she lost a leg <laughs> and um, most of her comrades in her one of her last battles. And she's going to be refused to be defeated again. Um, so a little bit of revenge in her blood here. So pretty cool. Neat picture of her. She, um, yeah, I don't want to run up against this chick. For sure. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. Now, um, GM's here. You will want to look at her Grazier carbine here because uh, there's an unstable power supply. And if she generates a couple of threat, uh, it'll run out of ammo. <laughs> so you you will want to potentially read some of these pregents, make notes, you know, those kinds of things. Um uh, you know, on some of these weapons, that's kind of a neat little, uh, neat little, uh, details in this here. Um, oh, she has one of my favorite talents here. Coordinated assault. This is nice as maneuver. You can, um, have a couple of allies engage with you at an advantage to all their checks they make. So she's one of those leaders in battle here. So yeah, pretty cool. <clears throat> nice. Nice. What you got, dude? What you got, Tony? Uh, You're next so, two. You have, next so you have your plethora of regions there. Well, and I'll keep it simple on this one. Nalai is a Crixix uh, discoverer, very much like the discoverer okay. that Stefan had. Um, pretty simple, straightforward list of skills. Um, crucible knowledge um, is a key one um, that a lot of the players or a lot of the characters don't have. Uh, so it's good to, that okay. this is one of the characters that does. Um, the, of course, the Crixix are the four-armed uh, species that are um, 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 the makeup of one of the key races of Quantum City. So this character is actually uh, a really kind of a, a, a linchpin character. If you would, I would encourage... If you're going to have anyone running the pregens, I would encourage one of your players to play this one. This one is a like a key one for the adventure. Gives them city knowledge. Gives them knowledge about the the Star Alliance uh, um, uh, faction and whatnot. And again, all around good character. Cool. Next one is Arash, who is a or Arash is a human trader. Um, they are definitely going to be one of your social characters. Um, uh, they they thrive in social situations, and they have uh, a, just uh, a plethora of the social skills, uh, including ones they aren't even trained in, but they've got talent. They've got talent that helps them there. So, um, and of course, uh, with a human uh, and. Uh, the ready for anything ability always comes in handy. So there's a, there's several humans in this. Uh, if, if everybody in your group ends up playing all the humans, you're you, as a GM, keep in mind, you'll never have story points. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Stefan, your third character. My third character is pretty, pretty cool. One of those uh, sanctum knights, energy beings. So a suit of armor held by the you know, matrix of energy. But he, his name is Errant. He's a, kind of a, a fallen uh, uh, knight errant of the Sanctum faction. But he, but he doesn't want to talk about what, uh, what led to his, uh, to his fall, but he's pretty cool. 
school administration. His, his main motivation is atonement. Um, so he still holds true to the ideals of Sanctum. He's a formidable warrior. Uh, he's got a, uh, his sword, his sort of energy sword is sentient. It's called Vizier. It does, uh, you know, it's a pretty powerful weapon. Uh, crit, crit two, pierce two. And Ella gives him a, a boost die when attacking with it. And uh, his armor, uh, can allow him to fly when he spends, uh, some amber. Uh, so he can fly for the rest of the, uh, of the encounter with some interesting uh, talents. Like you can be a good, uh, good combat with parry inspiring rhetoric. So he tries to uh, not always use his sword if he doesn't have to uh, only when reason and discourse fail that uh, so that's why the inspiring rhetoric can help or, and he's a surgeon. So he can be a the group healer as well uh, when needed. So his career is arbitrator. So, can be a little bit of a of a social uh, character when needed. Cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Oh, what about you, Chris? All right. Well, my next character here is the intellect of the group. Um, they. So special pronoun here for them. Um, mm -hmm. is doctoral candidate Tiore, a Hylar field scholar. Um. And, uh, you know, their agenda here is to um, acquire all data and samples that they can on these archaic technologies and whatever this group of the uh, Caleri's uh, encounter, you know, this special group that they're now a part of will encounter. Um, <laughs> they do use a pressurized plasma cutter that is beyond spectra, uh, factory specs that they'll be getting a setback die every time they use it. Um, they are also in a, um, exosuit in a little pod that kind of moves them around a bit, <laughs> um, which is kind of cool, you know, little spider, um, uh, thing here is neat, neat picture. Uh, I must say very evocative of this character, which definitely takes you from a, uh, yeah, we're not playing a fantasy game anymore, folks. This is sci-fi shit. <laughs> Cool. And we're not in the, um, we're not quite in Keyforge, though we could. Um, <laughs> kind of almost picture, if, if there wasn't quite an image inside of this thing, Tony, this could be a good picture of your Keyforge character, potentially. I don't know if you're looking at it right now, <laughs> yeah, but damn, <laughs> with a little bit of Photoshop, yeah. you could maybe create it. Um, <laughs> anyway, and again, there are three bullet points on how you can play this character. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Oh, and another neat uh, neat talent here is uh, the vast intellect one. Once per session, spend a story point as an incidental before making a skill check and count your ranks in the skill being equal to your intellect, which is four, which is fucking huge. Whoosh. Once per session, but still, I mean, it's no four boost dice and making everybody mm. around you kind of listen to your, what you're going on yeah, about, the, but still, the that's pretty huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. Now think about it. Yeah. You're, you're, you choose wisely. You choose that you're doing a intelli intellect based skill. You now have four yellow dice in that. Uh, yeah, player. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, you that's, do. That's nice. That's yeah, nice. you yep. do. 
And just uh, before I forget, I, I I did include in the show notes the link for the uh, the YouTube channel I mentioned. Batteries ah. not required. That's what it's called. Ah, okay, gotcha. cool. Yeah, we'll throw that in the show notes for y'all. <laughs> yep. For sure. All right, Tony, what you got? What are your next two? Uh, next two. Okay, so we have uh, Na- Nalia, um, another uh, another elf. This one is an elf rogue. Um, is one hundred percent all roguish. Uh, got a okay. neat little weapon. She uh, she uh, she's got the sleep o zap pistol. <laughs> is that what it's called? <laughs> sleep o zap. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. I wonder what that does. <laughs> yeah, it's for putting those guards to sleep. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This character is um, a member of the Shadows faction, which kind of gets into that uh, learning about the different factions in Keyforge. Uh, and they have a, a, a faction-specific talent. Well, it's not a faction-specific talent, but it's one that you can take and then it, it, it applies to a specific faction. Okay. Uh, it's called One of Us. Uh, so as long as you act according to the, its interests, you add a boost die to all social checks targeting members of the Shadows organization. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice little elf and then the uh, the next one is a uh, Terex. Terex is a Phil Mender. Phil, that's P-H-Y-L-L. The Phil are, they are your amoeba-turned-sentient race type race. They are one of the core races from the uh, Keyforge book. Um, they, <laughs> or are they a plant? I, they, I think they're actually a sentient plant. <laughs> Yeah, they're and they have tendrils to interact with their environment. They're sentient plants. Um, uh, and as a mender, uh, he's he's basically a druid. Uh, he's a plant <laughs> druid. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Nice. Um, this is one of your uh, characters that will. <laughs> yeah, this is one of your characters that will uh, be a challenge to play. Uh, for some <laughs> players. So uh, players who like to heal and like to be uh, nature oriented, this is the perfect character for them. Um, but uh, for people who don't want to play a sentient plant and certainly aren't uh, all about the healing, this character is a mender. All he's, he's all about healing things, fixing everything, <laughs> healing everything. That's <laughs> <great>. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, nice, cool. Next, Stefan. Cool. Yeah, my, my next and last character is also a mender. Uh, he's an elf named Cory, but he specializes a bit more on on uh, mending uh, technology. So he's got two little uh, fairies that uh, he uh, repaired and reprogrammed to uh, to help him out, called Babble and Brook. Uh, so they can go around helping them, uh, even though they don't talk, they understand them. <laughs> and he values safety. He wants to be able to, uh, to be safe and make other people safe from these uh, would-be conquerors and destroyers, quote unquote. So uh, his greatest asset, yeah, is his friendship with his two little fairies. Uh, can help him out repairing and pr- repurposing and disassembling technology. Is his forte. And uh, he's a, a caregiver at heart. So he, his main weapons are uh, throwing knives, 
some some of his talents are pretty cool. Cool, like fairy finesse. The uh, fairies basically give him two boost dice whenever making mechanics or skullduggery checks. Um, distraction, uh, making an average deception or a skullduggery check, and then for each success, one adversary of his choice adds a setback to their next check. It's like, look at that over there. <laughs> and uh, one of the effects with Amber that you can use is Fairy Restoration. So once per encounter, deplete his, uh, his effect to use it to heal all wounds one character within short range has uh, suffered. Wow. That's cool. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> So yeah, so that's the uh, that's the Mender final um, final character. Cool. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, my um, final main character that was included in the main adventure is um, Syndra of Brass Dunes. She is a Haken Wayfarer. Now the Haken, Haken, the Hakan, Hakan, whatever. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. Hakan <laughs> tomatoes. Um, <laughs> Icon tomatoes. They are they are the you know like the lion folk looking yeah. people. Um, now her background is pretty interesting. Now the way they they you know I didn't explain this earlier, but they do have like a like a paragraph. Their motivation is like a paragraph of kind of their background, which describes and you can kind of evoke, kind of pull out like a motivation from that. Then they each same, have an agenda. Same thing in the mall. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so. So with her, she's pretty cool. Um, she's a uh, merchant captain with early training as a naval intelligence officer. Um, however, her merchant clan was bankrupted when her uh, great uncle's trade fleet was captured by pirates. And oh. all of her clan's debts were assumed by the emir of her cont. Don't know what the fuck that is. But there was a condition that she needed to go join this group of the Calaris to be on this, to be one of these, to work for the council, the Galaxy Council, to uh, go do shit. And her agenda is to restore her family's fortune. So she's a, she's a negotiator. She's a pilot. She's a, you know, kind of a gunslinger in a way, but I love this freaking talent. No, not a scoundrel. No, she's like, I love this talent called gunslinger diplomacy. If your character is armed as a maneuver, they may use this talent to conspicuously display their weapon and add two successes and a threat to the results of the next social check they make this turn. This may have additional repercussions at your GM's disc- discretion. Fucking that talent. Dude. That talent is getting added to Zandra. I'm sorry. I was. That I was. Is, I, preach I was just going to say. Great. I was just going to say that. Is that that's the talent to Zandra? I mean, come on. If that is that, if oh, Especially with her two pearled handled uh, death bone uh, pearl. Handle right. yeah. I'm pretty sure that talent alone will get me back into. I want to run Twilight yeah. Imperium, <laughs> and I want to play a space kajit. I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> that's what the Hakan is here. He was a trader. Their family has all kinds of debts. There's yeah. kajit. They're kajit. <laughs> yeah, kajit I will mean, follow. It's... 
it's pretty good. I mean, and you know, if there was a character that would actually have a little bit of spotlight in this adventure in the in the middle act, could be this one. Just to say, um, yeah, there's that corner of that sandbox that she could, you know, the kitty litter box. I'm right. sorry, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now we moved to the kitty litter box. <laughs> ah, that was bad. That was horrible. <laughs> hey, neighborhood Whatever. cats like to use the kids' sandbox, you know. Yeah, you know, it, it makes sense. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Tony. What you got, man? All right, so uh, the next two characters are a pair of arbitrators. They're both the same class. Uh, okay. They are also a pair of characters to be played together. Really? Um, yes. Um, okay. They are. They they mention each other in each other's bios. Um, okay. Cool. First one is Whoop, uh, Wibble. Wibble is a <laughs> is a Lucanmorph. Now Lucanmorph are not one of the core book races. This is one that really? was made. <laughs> okay. Um, oh. And um, let me just describe. Um, so uh, it, it is uh, Lucanmorph is amorphous, organic, blah, tiny bit of blobby looking thing, um, <laughs> slightly translucent and shines with ever changing display of lights. Um, its weapons are is a telekinetic punch. <laughs> um, it this one has a lot of talents um, enough to so that it can get around. It's got your telekinesis. It's got pseudopods. It's got hoverer. It's got echolocation and silent communication. A whole bunch of ones that a um, an amorphous creature would need to actually function as a player character. Right. And it, and it is um, it is paired up with Plims. Uh, Plims <laughs> is the next arbitrator here. And now arbitrators are social characters, um, but they do have a little bit of um, adventurer in them and that they're you know vigilant and they have ranged weapons um uh plims is a roborg um so that's a robot slash cyborg um plims is yeah uh, <laughs> they're 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 up uh, here's the thing a as a part of the great wibble and plims investigators for hire duo okay <laughs> that's what they describe each other as Plims wibble and, and plims this would be a great pair of characters for two people if you have two people who sit at your table that almost always play well off each other i'm not going to name any names me and homie <clears throat> um no, no, what no. <laughs> <laughs> never done that yeah, before <laughs> yeah brother tony <laughs> Uh, the big characters that play off each other. This would be a this would be a duo for those two players to play. Okay. Uh, okay, Chris, your fifth one. My fifth one is a Calaris investigator, uh, Shek Rai. His name is uh, Carrick Uncharik. These folks, I believe, are an avian um, race. Um, he is a member of what's called the Argent Flight. And they've failed, buddy. <laughs> the Argent Flight is an, is an ancient order that has been established to protect a galaxy from the Macht, 
gene sorcerers. <laughs> That'll be, I mean, the obviously, mahawk. right? I mean, come on. The Mahawk, whatever. <laughs> the Mahawk. That's why I want you to run Twilight Imperium, just to hear your <laughs> pronunciation of all of the different races That's and right. cultures. That's right. Now the Argent Flight has failed, and the galaxy is threatened by the ancient evil return. So this character has is is now been sent to this Calaris group. Um, now um, his desire to basically sent to guide this new group um and he's been known to kind of get the job done at any cost <laughs> um he's a a leader type um fighter got an interesting uh what do you call it an interesting weapon here called a needle bow with a quantum quiver you do not run out of standard arrows when you perform a successful combat check you may spend two advantage to hit one additional character engaged with the target for the same amount of damage what fucking a man that's kind of cool yeah, yeah they had lots talent of, uh, here technology yeah there's a talent here called avian agility once per session when making a skill check that uses your agility characteristic you spend a story point to add two success and two advantage to results it's kind of cool flavorful as hell i like it <clears throat> so that's a neat character cool art too for this that's a kick-ass looking bird man yeah, those races were bird. Bird. Yeah. Uh, in the twilight imperial story these these guys were supposed to the argent flight was supposed to keep watch and prevent the return of the uh, gene sorcerers the mahakt because they were the original rulers of the entire galaxy even before the got la- it okay. The okay yeah yeah so this is one of the extended characters um in the expanded section so this is one of the extra ones that you may have to pull a create your own skill for at that like i described like the first part of this adventure each one of the main characters has a skill check that they make and then they'll get information if they succeed this is one of them that you'll have to butts with so all right tony i have um, one more left but right, go ahead my, one you of my last two, two. Okay. um so brip uh is a martian elder he is a craniac he's a scientist um he's uh yeah he's a up-and-coming geneticist in the martian military um sorry genetic exploitationist um (laughs) he has the one of us talent when it pertains to mars uh faction and um and uh he also has this uh racial ability that the martian elders have which is uh, once uh, it's called all part of my scheme uh, once per session when you may make when you make a check you may spend a story point to add uh, two proficiency die and a challenge die, challenge die to the check what yeah. awesome that's add so if you're this guy is making say oh i don't know a uh, knowledge science role uh, he already has three yellow and a green. Now he's going to add two more yellow and a red to that. <laughs> oh. And uh, then you must then you must explain how that check is essential to your latest convoluted plot. Fun little Martian. Wow, dude. <laughs> That's great. That is Your great. Last one. 
my last one is a titan species, a trail stalker, specifically a career, called, oh God, <laughs> Peleopedia. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Peleopian? Pile- sure. Peleopian? Peleopian? Yeah, that one. One of those. Um, they are this um this species is an awakened bio mechanical basically cyborgish type creature mm-hmm. yeah they've been asleep for thousands of years and um they awoke um when the mahat returned the mahat, yeah the mahat has and um Basically, her motivation, her agenda is to um, seek out those lost sleepers of her own kind. So kind of a neat um, neat character, to be honest with you. Definitely a fighter. A um, lot of physical characteristics. I mean, a four brawn. I mean, oh. yeah. <laughs> Three intelligence, which is good, right? Um, Got energized fists, a shock field, you know, for like a ranged attack here. Um and um <laughs> she's uh three meters tall <laughs> silhouette two <laughs> yeah that's and on the small scale fit, and might not fit into tight spaces <laughs> at the gm's discretion yeah this is small for a titan i believe yeah right? some titans are yeah. so old they're like the, the size of celestials in uh marvel you know okay <laughs> um so combined arms now this is interesting because this is an interest so when your character is engaged with an enemy your gm or fellow players may not spend a despair to cause your character be to be hit by an ally's ranged attack that's cool mm. like she's there to just kind yep. of you could be there to just kind of i could like block it or take the hit or whatever that's cool cool little talent here but um yeah pretty cool that's my character there get all my characters what you got there tony last one certainly not least probably one is certainly not least no this (laughs) is paul hendry the human performer Uh oh um you would think oh a bard (laughs) oh no 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 he is a cab driver who moonlights (laughs) as a larper Bucky and awesome. his passion for LARPing like it has almost gotten him fired from his air cab driving job. Um, that's pretty much, yeah, this guy is, <laughs> he, he's a performer and he likes to, he likes to recreate famous battles. And one of the things he might find interesting is this is, Adventure that's going on around him, so that's why he's a part of it. Um, <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> he's got a, a a nice talent here, um, one that um, I'm not going to say too much about, uh, but distraction uh, with an exclamation point from the core rulebook. It's you make an average deception check, and for each success you generate. One adversary of your cho- choice within short range suffers two strain for. Uh, for each triumph, you can make them suffer four strain instead. Um, and this Whoa. strain ignores soak. 
Oh. Uh, so basically, he can just start acting out a famous battle in, in the middle of combat. He's a distraction to people. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's oh, that's pretty. Is he cool. a larper or is he like a like a civil war enthusiast type? But it's you know it's crucible. I'd say yes so. to all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting character for sure. Um, Interesting characters period for all of these very uh very cool yeah and that's why we highlighted them folks because these mm-hmm. are these are what really kind of give the adventure flavor um, yeah and your players out there you know we had to have something for you as players well what do i want to if i ever want to play in that i want to play that guy you know yep um but uh at the end so of the is day, there one is there one of all of these that you guys would want to play Oh, definitely. Uh, I want to. I want to play that cat. I want to play the Hakan gunslinger chick. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. How about you? How about you? Yeah, yeah. She, that's pretty sweet. How about you, there, uh, Stefan? Oh, there's a kinds of, of possibilities. I mean, uh, I know the there's I'll... like ten from Tony. Four. <laughs> yeah. There's geez, twenty. There's this so many. One. Pick one, fucker. That's what I'm asking. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'll. I'll play that shit. That shit cry. Uh, bird, bird people there. Uh, bird bet. Oh, out of yeah. all twenty, you're gonna play that. You know, I'm playing a fucking cab driver larper, baby. I don't <laughs> yeah, care. Go ahead. That'd be great. <laughs> all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, our books of Genesis segment this time. Um, yep. If uh, there's links going to be in the show notes for all these adventures plus lesser evils, um, but I hope. Uh, Alexander that we answered your question and entertained you as well um, if not too bad we don't get paid for this uh, <laughs> well I mean you get what you pay for right? <laughs> well, so, I hope you got entertained at least so. but uh, we've got some dice to roll and we've got another segment to go to so let's get yep. on over to Advantageous Threats yep, we'll be right back <laughs> Welcome to our favorite segment called Advantageous Threats. It's been a while since we've played, played this or uh, did this one. This is where we build, roll, and narrate some dice result, results on some sample skill checks for uh, all of our entertainment and yours. And this time, Chris will run Tony and I in a short little scenario using characters we created using the Create a Unique Species section of uh, Key Forge, page 37. And we did that in our uh, episode 66, totally random episode. Yes, we did. Yeah, <laughs> take it away, Chris. All right. Well, I'll set up the scenario. I have you guys introduce your two characters here. Mm-hmm. So the scenario is that Silar, my Serpentium, <laughs> the character that I made, <laughs> traitor, has given you a lead on a um, your character is a lead on a merchant, a Sarian merchant named Zusk Rex, um, who has a dimensional satchel for sale that he's acquired. Pretty rare thing that um, you guys need to get your hands on this damn thing because you're going huh. to go harvest amber 
and you need to carry the shit. Um, however, you're a little short of the ambits to pay for it. Um, uh, it's cost 3,500. You guys got about 3,000, so you got to talk this guy down a bit. Um, right. And yeah, so who do we have here that's going to be negotiating, going to be trying to do this? Uh, Stefan, who are you playing? I am playing Zircon. Curzon. <laughs> Sorry. Curzon. A Hemiptharan uh, race. A vault warrior as, as a career. So the Hemiptharan are large insectoid humanoid beings. Silhouette 2. So he's like 10 feet tall. Nice. With tentacles uh, for arms, but with an elegant bearing. Have the ability to fly and climb surfaces, uh, shear surfaces easily. Right. Their their main sense uh, is olfactory, so they they don't care about darkness, but any other strong smell might uh, might confuse them. Right, and they kind of give a new term a new sense of the meaning of the phrase who smelt it dealt it <laughs> oh yeah i mean yeah they kind of <laughs> they kind of stank <laughs> right yeah, but, uh, but they they own it uh it's part of their uh proudly? Their heritage. oh Does yeah he, pr- he proudly owns it okay All oh right. yeah They're, they have an elegant bearing. He's like yeah you can't handle the stink get out of get out of the barn <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome okay now, so how would, of course, this stinkiness uh, sets is a bit hard on other uh, other sentients. It, uh, it gives them a setback on charms and stealth, but a boost on coercion checks, which would be totally, totally perfect for this social encounter that we're going to be doing. All right, well, exactly. Yeah, how about you? Like said, <laughs> a, a, he's a vault warrior, so he's used to uh, right. to fighting for uh, for archons. Oh, he's used to social encounters being round zero. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, as uh, as General Kenobi said, the, the negotiations were short. Aggressive negotiations. Aggressive. <laughs> All right, Tony, who you got for us? I am playing Ilgax the Sly. Hmm. Ilgax is a. We've heard of Ilgax before, right? I mean, yes. come on, him and Siler, Siler, <laughs> been on adventures. <laughs> Ilgax is a Thulian. Uh, the Thulians are a race of amorphous incorporeal green clouds that are filled with black veins um he 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 glows out to short range of course he (laughs) does he has his glow about him yes that kind of flickers with his speech, which is all telepathic um okay cool oh that's that's kind of cool (laughs) <laughs> now, now there's a, there's kind of a change from the last time we saw him, correct? As yes. in what he so, might be maneuvering. So the last time in. he, uh, he had taken on the uh, form or incorporate, uh, it had been using telekinesis to pilot a dwarf's corpse previously. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, however, now he has built himself. A bathysphere, um, a steampunk bathysphere, kind of that he floats around in. It's got, it's got um, tentacles that it dro- drops to the ground that it kind of moves around. Walks on. Okay, cool, uh, cool. Yeah, 
but it's also got anti-gravity so the tentacles are just for for show and hovering uh, also a hovering also, snow globe greenish weird <laughs> fucking snow globe kinda. well no it's not a snow globe it's a bathysphere which oh, means bathysphere is this big metal sphere and it's got okay. those little uh like Ooh, port, portholes. portholes oh right on the side of it <laughs> Like a heart uh, and a diving heart. Those suit. submarine portholes <laughs> glows an eerie green light that is him inside. Awesome. Um, so he has the you know he has the tentacle manipulator arms that he can use. Yep. Um, which is okay. why he has it, he has the wall crawler talent, uh, which allows him to cool. use those tentacles to crawl up and along vertical surfaces, okay. um, and uses telekinesis to pilot the thing. Uh, it has the also has the um, brainwave interface, which allows him to interact with the thing without having to touch any of it. So he's mm-hmm. just floating inside of it, piloting it with his mind. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's great. Now, I am. <laughs> that's fantastic. OK, so let's jump into the quote unquote action, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've 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 found this guy's kiosk maybe if you will we'll say that there's a kiosk some place in the marketplace out there in the key forge in the crucible somewhere um and um though i would you can use something other this is a social encounter so even though you're gonna your ob your ob your objective is to negotiate you're basically you're wanting to talk him down to lower his price, which you would think is typically negotiation, which you'd want to do. I'm going to let you guys charm him, whatever you want to do. Just have to, you know, get him down. Let me approach him first. (laughs) All right. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Dang. All right. Do we need to roll initiative or do we go before? No, 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 no. We'll just say, we'll just say, we'll just have, you guys go, then I'll make a then I'll make a, a social check and target one of you guys. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we'll just so do we that see way. his kiosk, right? And yeah, it's like this, yeah, he's it's, out it's there. It's like in a in a bazaar, but it's kind of tucked mm-hmm. into what like an alleyway or something. Like yeah, well, yeah, something like that. He's kind of he's a merchant. He's he's one of so the Saurians are those reptile-y merchant dudes, right? So that's how Siler knows him, and so he's he's got some, this isn't a black market item. It's just a very rare one. He's D- dimensional satchels are fairly rare so yeah he's he's out there he's kind of on the, on the edge of the market if you will so sure okay well i'm going to approach him ominously from above walking along like i don't know what okay. this, this bizarre got for like a, a ceiling is it like a tent? i don't know what is it like, i you know at first i at first i was thinking that it's kind of an open square almost kind of but there's tents. it's like in a desert type environment but there's like these um this tent canvas um overlap kind of shield kind of shading people from the sun yeah why not i'm crawling amongst the rooftop for that as i approach down and i just lower myself down ominously on his counter okay i'm going to be using my distraction talent right from the get-go um okay to just unsettle him Okay, so distraction. All right, that's cool. Character uses this talent to make an average coordination, deception, or skullduggery check. Um, and for each success I generate, I inflict strain. 
Oh, perfect. Well, that's exactly. Yeah, that's I'm what not social encounter. Talking. I'm just oh, yeah. posturing. To yeah, start. social encounter, baby. That's what it's all about. You want to hit him, hit him in the strain bucket. But you know, since he's a rival, he's uh, you know, he's gonna be hit with wounds. <laughs> You're gonna hit. Me. It's gonna cut more. So go for it. Um, in this case, I'm using deception. You know, uh, because it's a social encounter, and that's a great skill to start with. Or should I use? Deception is fine. I mean, if it calls for deception to kind of get there and just, oh, kind of hit it off. Sure. Um, Let's see. It says is average, but. uh, uh, Yeah. And let me see with this. I'm thinking. uh, Let me just see. Because it is, I guess, social encounters are typically opposed, right? We kind of want to do opposed checks, maybe. Yeah. On it. Um. But Let's it's talent. Just, it says it's specifically deception, and I haven't do it. actually started just do it. socially interacting with him. Just do it. Yeah, do the okay. do an average check there, then, and right. um, and I'll uh, I'll you know I'll I'll give you a boost die for your creepiness, just because. <laughs> I mean, you uh, we spent so much time creating these characters and randomness yeah. of it, and you know you're you know you've. You're just creepy as fuck. <laughs> kind of, you know, just a glowing goo ball of whatever, you know? Cool. All right. Um, are you going to spend any of your GM story points? Because I'm going to roll it as is. Oh, shit. That's right. I got to keep track of that. I got to actually do some GM stuff, don't I? Uh, yeah. no, no, go ahead. So two on your side, one on my side. Okay. Nope, I'm good. Are you? Okay. Here goes. You going to? No. No, he's not. Uh, Sorry, what? You weren't going to, no? No, no. Okay. Uh, I am not. So we're still at two and one. Okay, go. So uh, I failed. I failed with four advantage and a triumph. Four advantage and a triumph. Okay, well, because this is a social encounter, take a strain. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, we'll, we'll check. We'll, I take strain. Fail check. Yes. You'll take a strain. Um. What do you want to do with your advantage and triumph? I mean, you've unsettled him, not to the point where he's going to take strain. However, well, maybe. Um, well, maybe. first I mean, of all, his, I'm going to go ahead and take this hit. I'm going to um, I'm going to give myself just a pair of uh, boost die uh, that I can use on my next check with my two advantage. And what those are is I'm going to have like an, you know, an opener kind of statement that um, – will incorporate my you know what my weird movement i'll but, do one for you I'll, I'll do one better for you here um if you would like to learn spend a couple of advantage to learn his strength because you were sneaking up on him if you will okay yeah, um flaw yeah, I'll spend two advantage to do that. I'll just spend the other two to give myself a boost die for the next roll. But go ahead. Um, you uh, as you're kind of sneaking up on him a little bit, you you kind of get the impression that he's he's off to the side, and he's um, and as as you're making it your way to him, he's um couple of thugs get to him he they kind of he just kind of looks at him and 
he shakes his head and they kind of move away, right? And he's okay. and he's got this countenance about him that he's a bit like um he's like pretty independent, right? Like he's um kind of on his own. He's off to the side of the bazaar, he's doing it himself by himself, but people aren't necessarily messing with him too much. And that's a strength where you could get a, a boost die for the encounter. I think if you can learn, if you learn a strength, as you're getting in there, coming up, he's not seeing it, and he's kind of showing that to you. I got it. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. And then I'll um, I'll throw myself a, a boost die just uh, for my opening statement in the social encounter. Now for my triumph, okay. yes, I would like to pass that to um, Stefan. In the means of, I'm going to be upgrading. Yeah, sorry, I forgot your character's name. Curzon. Okay. Um, I'd like to pass that to Curzon. Uh, in that, um, he's definitely the preferred person that the merchant would rather be dealing with. So give him okay. a free upgrade. <laughs> right. Nice. <laughs> your character's name was what again, Tony? I've... Ilgax the Sly. I'm a Ilgax. <laughs> Ilgax. All right. All right, Kurzan. Um, so yeah, you see you see Ilgax just kind of drop down mm-hmm. right next to this guy and he kind of takes a takes a notice of him. <clears throat> right. So we had agreed that he would come in from up above and I would just walk in the bazaar. Okay. Uh, Using up all the space I can, obviously making making people move around me or part ways with the scythe, with the scythe, in prominently displayed as he's walking along, (laughs) daring anyone to stop him. (laughs) All right, as he's looking for uh, this guy's. uh, Oh, you definitely see it. I mean, you you see it. It Sucks. So, uh, of course, seeing his, his. Friend, there, uh, hover down. Uh huh. All right. You know why we are here? We want the haversack. Oh, it's called many things, but haven't heard the haversack in a long time. It hasn't called that in years. Whatever the name, we want it. We have the money. Here we have enough money to cover most of your expenses and not all your inflated expense, additional uh, frivolous overhead. You will agree to our terms and we will be on our way. Of course, of 35 hundred <laughs> amber ambits. Oh, 3,000 will be enough. And you can keep your nice shiny stall undamaged. Ah, so I'm guessing it's not charm. <laughs> um, that depends add on. Add a boost out of this coercion check. Right. <laughs> so a green and a yellow and a boost dice. All right. So coercion uh, is uh, against his discipline, which is based on willpower, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yep. Okay, wanted to put three three red on that pool. All right. 
<laughs> I will spend a story point to upgrade for two yellow. Okay. I have enough red in that pool. I don't need to. <laughs> right. And I do get a boost die for my coercion checks because I'm stinky. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I do. And um, you do. Yep. You sure All right. So, do. All right. So two yellow, two blue, three red. I'm I'm done. Are you okay with it? I'm okay with that. Oh yeah. All right. Let's go. Uh, ready, ready, ready. Let's see here. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I just have to count. Uh, I, I'd be doing a drum count real quick. Yeah. <laughs> real dice, everybody. <laughs> yep, real dice. So I have to uh, eliminate. I have, I fail, but with two advantage. God. <laughs> you guys are the, you guys are good at this game. No. <laughs> okay, so you take one strain because yep. you failed a social check, and yep. um, two advantage. What would you like to do with that? Well, he is menacing and looming uh, up above, so he yeah. will uh, pass along a boost diet to his ally. Okay, for his next check. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, a couple of you and, show up, kind of throw yeah. this guy off a little bit, and. And as a as a maneuver, I kind of do a twist on one of my talents uh, instead of an inspiring cry. Since I worked with uh, Il, was it was your your name your character's name Tony Ilgax. Ilgax. Uh, a variation with, with what I've said already, and just you know the the the, th the chittering that I do. Uh, it allows my allies. Uh, within medium range to reroll any number of boost dice uh, when they make a check until the, the end of the next following, the end of the following round. Cool. I like it. I like it. So unnerving, chittering, <laughs> like a cricket kind of thing, but deeper and, you know, <laughs> much more in your face. <laughs> and so he, so, um, so, uh, Zusk here says, uh, why not? I mean, the way we normally negotiate is with coin. The ambits, not. Oh. You know, the, you know, I mean, you need, you need, I need to, it costs me money. You know, I mean, you stepped on my, come on, you, you almost broke that there. And he's, getting whatever that is all over my I gotta clean it's gonna cost me time cost me money that's why I still negotiation check <laughs> right and I'm it's gonna be against you uh, um two of us here. Uh, sorry it'll be Kurzan 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 yeah okay um and my uh, negotiation, negotiation. Of two purple <laughs> two purple awesome I'm going to upgrade this, spend a point to add. Uh, so that'll be three yellow and a green for me. Okay. I'll, I'll spend Oops. a story point, too. All righty. Maybe you could generate some. Okay. I, uh, so I'm used to I'm, I'm more used to battlefield negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm going to give him a setback die because you stinky. 
Um, uh-huh. and, and that just throws everybody off. Come on, man. It's mm-hmm. what you rolled up for this guy. We got to pull it in here. He's yep. just, he's trying to, you know, trying to talk here and it's just throwing him off just a little bit, but he, it seems like he's going to be pretty firm with the 3,500 hasn't gone up yet with the price, but he did succeed. Mm. Um, three successes to threat though. Okay. Um, so you're going to take, you're going to take three strain. All right. Actually four because he's a seasoned negotiator. Um, right. Whenever he's inflicting strain <laughs> as part of a negotiation check, he inflicts an additional strain. Right, um, fair enough. And uh, the two threat, um, you could. Uh, well, let's see if two threat. You could. You um, could give me another boost. Uh, you could. You could okay. give me another setback die. On yep. this, um, you could. Um, you could reveal uh, you could, one you of could, his you strength could, or flaw. You, you could learn his flaw if you want. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, he reveals he one takes, of his, his flaw. He takes a lot of pride in his shop. What he has set up here. I mean, he's clean. He's got nice and clean. You've kicked right. dirt. It. He. He doesn't know how long it's going to take to get this stink out. And then he says that right. he's like, "Come on, right. man, this." This is going to yeah. hold whatever that is you're giving off. Yeah. So, so I, 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 I put some <laughs> emphasis as I reply to him. Like, yes, I know you've put a lot of pride and, and effort into this little endeavor. And I look at uh, Phil Gax. All right. To so pass that along to him. Pulsating with en- energy as I communicate with them mind to mind. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. My mind, um, your mind. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to open up with, as you can see, I am an ember crafter of some talent. Enjoy my creation, my bathysphere. I take pride in its beauty and construction, much as you are an independent creator of your own destiny. We must help each other. A discount as a friend of Silar. Name dropping. All right, he dropped the name. I wasn't wondering who was going to do that. That's definitely a boost die. Pulled right, on Jesus. his strength of independence, which is another boost die. All right, so this is negotiation. Okay. Um, with uh, the boost die that I passed myself for my opener, because yep. Um, yep. my opener was the the mind to mind. You know, it's just all of a sudden this proper sounding, booming voice from the glowing orb in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then the, the boost yep. die that I get for knowing his independent streak. Yep. Um, boost die. Boost die I, I get from. Name dropping Styler. Name dropping Styler. And yep. the boost die I get from from Stefan. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. From the intimidation. Got guys yep. still kind of. Set off a little bit, shaking up difficulty. So I have four boost die and a yellow right Stephen, now. did you did you remember <laughs> did you remember did you remember to oh and add three three red in there for his negotiation of three. Um okay. Stefan, do you have um did you remember to upgrade your check for Tony's triumph that he gave you? Yes, I did. 
You did. Okay. Because if you yes. forgot, I'm going to say, Tony, go ahead and upgrade yours anyway, but for free. No. If you didn't. No. Okay. Um, I, I did. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. I am spending a player story point as well to add a green die. And Sounds remember that you, you, good to you me. can, and then you can reroll any uh, amount any of, of my uh, boost, four dice. boost dice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> If you if you wish to, <laughs> that sounds good. Um, you know what? I'm gonna spend one as well to keep you guys with one <laughs> in your pool because okay. uh, because um, the stuff. Even though you mentioned Siler, you know, they though it's like, oh, friends. okay, <laughs> they might not be friends. <laughs> right on. <laughs> you know? right. Uh, so I'm looking at. A yellow, a green, four boost die, a purple, a three purple, and, or three red and purple. <laughs> Looks good, man. Feels good, I think. All right, so I will be re-rolling um, all of them. No, <laughs> no, I can re-roll up to uh, a four of my boost dice. So I'll be re-rolling yeah, the... one boost oh, die. All right. Um, yeah. yeah, you decide. So, so as of right now, it is a wash. Um, oh. <laughs> so let's get that going and uh so that just gives me a net two advantage zero successes so a second <laughs> that's that's check second for me um but for this um i like the uh i'd like the boost die to be uh out of hell with it uh I, he's or I'd like the two advantage that he's so distracted by me being in his head okay. that he doesn't see what I'm going to do next as well. Maybe maybe doesn't see it as well. He'll have a setback die on, on his perception check. Or I'll get a boost die on one. You'll get a boost die on your next check. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. One or the other, depending on uh -huh. how it rolls out. Sounds good. Okay. Right, so so he's, not, he's, not, he's not quite convinced... About so though he appreciates so it seems like okay he appreciates the construction that oh yeah you built your own tank right <laughs> I don't necessarily what you don't necessarily have anything to yeah that's great but my shit's not broken yet <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll see right uh Stefan what is Kurzan gonna do yeah break <laughs> Yeah, well, you you did mention that there were maybe a couple of guards nearby. I did, said nothing of the sort. It's a couple. No, of I thugs. thought there were thugs. Oh, thugs! Oh, yeah, yeah, there thugs. were thugs. There were some thugs, thugs that that had come over to us that were kind of coming near him, and he kind of looked at the thugs and kind of shook his head, and they kind of you know kind of went off as right. if uh, you know like he noticed them or wasn't mm. sure what kind of what that what was all about. Like okay. You know, I'm thinking uh, maybe doing uh, causing some kind of distraction uh, for my friend Ilgax. Uh, what are you looking at? You want to fight? You think you can handle my scythe? You want this? <laughs> now is Come this? And take it. <laughs> now I don't. Now I don't feel like this deserves a, a check. I mean, do you want to give him like a? A free boost die, or maybe an upgrade, or or what? Yeah. Or do you want to make a check for this? I mean, I I don't know if you just want to kind of help him out. Yeah, just kind of help him out as uh, 
you know, challenging okay. these guys to a fight or uh, seeing if, if they want to fight. So they and just scythe. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll say I'll say that he's uh, you know I'll say that the, the, that gives you another boost die there, Tony. If you, right, want to make it, if you want to make that check, but I do get a check. So he yeah, kind of comes. So he kind of comes back to you with a um, with a uh, you know we're gonna do we're gonna do a charm check, like um, kind of um, he's actually he's actually gonna compliment you on the construction of your tank. Like I haven't seen construction quite like that before, um, you know, kind of like a, almost like when you're not using, uh, you, you know, I mean, if you get an upgrade, you want to sell it to me, you know, I might add it to my thing. So he's going to do it. He's going to try and charm you and flatter you. So what is your cool? Two. Two. No, I'm sorry. Charm. One. 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 Well, ah, so, wow, what the hell? This is great. I'm an, I'm an easy person to impress. Yeah. Inflate my ego. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, presence. Oh, my charm is two. I get a that and a that. And you have one, right? Die. And I get a boost die? Yeah, because of my flaw. <laughs> it's pride. Oh I oh I hit it oh yes I hit your pride that's great I'm so arrogant and self-absorbed yes <laughs> you're just stroking Acc- my ego accidentally <laughs> I'm hitting the ego oh I did it on accident that is perfect I'm spending a story point just because um so I have a blue three yellow and a purple okay. Okay, here we go. Oh, did I get a? Oh, I somebody gave me a setback die. My my next check though. I uh, think. no, I, I wanted either a setback or a boost. And oh, you were case, gonna give one to yourself. Yeah, I'll That's take right. the boost. You got so. it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, your boost die can't. But your uh, the um, boost die that he got um, canceled out the threat that I rolled. So um so it's all positive from there. However, <laughs> you are going to take 5 strain because Holy I rolled four, su- four successes and oh no, four strain because that was not a negotiation check, sorry. Um four strain, one advantage. I'm just going to say that um he um uh will um I'll just say I'm going to, I'm going to, um, take a, hmm. I'll just give myself a boost tie to my next check that I make on you. Cause okay. I kind of touched, I noticed your, maybe your, your telepathic resonance of that I hit your pride, so I won't get the boost eye the whole time, maybe, because I didn't get the two advantage, just the one that I'll just get one on my next check instead of for the rest of the encounter. So so I think I might have found out where I where I kind of hit you, but maybe not. All right. Who's next? Back to you guys. Now keep track. When I hit the yeah. middle of yeah. like half your strain, let me know yeah. when I hit that. Okay. Because I'm I'm close. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sweet. All right. 
I'll I'll go if you don't mind, Stefan. Yeah. Go, go go ahead. All right. So while he's complimenting me and I really want to pay this man. I really I really do want to pay him what he's asking for, but I don't have the coin. So no, I'm going to flip a GM story point or sorry, a player story point. So used to be okay. a GM, uh, uh-huh. to add something to the scene. Sure. So the stalls nearby, those merchants are now affected by the smell on the intimidation going on <laughs> by my partner here. I love it. Uh, and they're starting to like shy away and move a little bit further um, away from and one of them is distracted enough that I can see their coinage, their embits. Oh, and I would like to use my telekinesis and um, steal skullduggery to steal the amount that we need to make up the balance. Perfect. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, I'm just going to go with a um yeah um yeah against his perception then okay. right that's yes. what that would be okay yes. so his cunning is three perception of two two red and a purple all right so you gave me the boost die and uh, yep. um i would like you know just because i'm in i'm really we'll say that it's at it we'll see that it's at a distance you'll get a boost die because those coins are at a distance maybe Okay. Maybe they're at short range or something. Well, I, I gave myself a boost die. Um in that okay. uh and then uh you gave me a boost die for the being at a distance, right? Is that what you're saying? Two two separate boost yeah. die. Yeah. Okay. The the, the one cuz it's at a, at a distance. A little okay. harder for him to perceive it, right? I mean, gotcha. Okay. So what's my difficulty? Um it'll be uh two red and a purple. His cutting is 3, perception a 2. All right, uh, I'll be um, I'll be rolling uh, two yellow, two green, a pair of blue, and a two purple and a red, or two red and a purple. Okay. You happy with all that? Uh, yes. I have enough red in the pool. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, finally. All right, so. <laughs> Oh, what'd you get? Three successes. Okay. Um, one advantage. Uh-huh. So, um, and a despair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, Let's see here. Um, with my uh, with my three advantage, I want to have said or three successes. I want to have said that I grabbed exactly what I need. Um. With the 500, advantage, five hundred ember bits. Yeah, ember right. five hundred ember bits. Okay. The advantage is that it it's um the merchant that we're talking to, I, uh-huh. I he doesn't even see that it kind of no absolutely none not. of that. It's yeah the advantage is so I would like um for him to just be Rick, pleasantly yeah. pleased that we're paying. Well, as far as out. as far as <laughs> as far as he's concerned, you're like oh I think I've I think I've oh. I misplaced this amount. I think I had fab some in here, my back pocket on my globe <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> well, actually, and it just starts you found with, like the tentacle that it kind of was, uh, that it kind of was scooped up off the ground. It just kind of, I scoop it up and just kind of right. lay that on the counter. This should make the balance of our payment. 
uh, and he's pleased to oh. see the extra 500 sitting there on the table. Oh, and he's like, oh, absolutely. And then he goes and, <laughs> as, and as he's, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I got the despair. The despair is fine. That's easy. That's totally easy. Um, no, no. So as so as he so as he reaches down, he's like, oh, yeah, he, you know, he puts the ambits in his register and he goes in and he kind of keys in a couple of whatevers and pulls out from the special area, a dis, you know, the dimensional sh- satchel or haversack, <laughs> um, hands it, put hangs it on one of your tentacles and. By the way, Steph, in your question earlier, whether there's guards in the merchant area, yeah. yes, there is. <laughs> We're going to roll initiative for a combat encounter next time, baby, <laughs> or whatever. So that's the end of the social encounter, and that's advantageous threats. <laughs> if if it hadn't gone that way, I was hoping to use my flaw of deception and lie <laughs> and tell them that Silar authorized us to... Uh, to give him a part of the ember that we'd be collecting for, with the haversack. <laughs> oh, well, so you totally could have done that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Stefan, there are yep. guards. Well, yes. now. Well, now, things to now there totally... are guards. <laughs> well, yeah, they... Give me your money. <laughs> they've, they've been attracted by the stink. Yep. <laughs> Some, now with that... Something stinky is going down. Now I know. Now I know we haven't we haven't really gone into an advantageous threats in a in a while, really. Um, about like, you know, talking about the resolution of things. So I do want to bring up something with that, Tony. As you were doing that, it's like, okay, well, it's not a social check. In a social encounter, typically you just use social skills, right? Right. But I'm like, yeah, do it. And I'm like. Yeah, this could totally end the social encounter. Oh, totally the goal cool for the with me. The social encounter is... was to try and get it, get the item at a at a less than thirty five hundred cost. Right. That wasn't happening. That wasn't totally. happening. I was failing. My partner right. was failing. So mm-hmm. my thought process was, all right, my character change will just change the <laughs> yes. scene. Yeah, that's why yep. I flipped the story point mm-hmm. to change the scene. And um, me as the and me as a GM saying that. Yes, but mm-hmm. thinking in myself, if he rolls despair, yeah, yeah, there are guards. But <laughs> then I was also thinking the butt butt was if he fails. No, seriously, I was going through my head. It's like, okay, so if he fails, this merchant sees it based mm-hmm. on the advan- advantage or triumph. If he yeah. got, if you would have got an advantage or triumph, maybe this guy's all right with you eh, stealing from somebody else. If there was a lot of threat generated, maybe he wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was, so those kinds of things were going into my mind as you were building the pool, as we were building the pool. And you could have maintained the social encounter after. Could have, could have. So yeah, just wanted to bring that out, you know, just to, but that was a pretty cool ending to that one. And thanks for rolling. (laughs) Thanks for making one of those fanning rolls, Tony, and rolling the despair. (laughs) Thank you, Daryl, for showing up. (laughs) Yeah, despair, no, Daryl. That's a Daryl. fanning. That's a, I channeled no, despair, Daryl. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah. There we that go. was great, though. All right, well done, gentlemen. <laughs> that was fun. All right, let's end this puppy then. <laughs> All right, let's go home. All right, everybody. Well, that's our show for. Yay. 
tonight. Um, tune in, um, not next time, but episode 98, where we see whether or not um, these two chuckleheads get away from the guards <laughs> that are in the, <laughs> in the merchant square. And who actually saw Ilgax? <laughs> all right and then uh let's see so but next time we're gonna have part three of uh stefan running us um through tony myself and uh tony's son sean through uh dragon star uh his adventure uh between a rock and a hard place yes uh for next time um yep. we have that. yeah me too me too yeah yeah, and both both previous parts had uh, like a rock uh, featured uh, prominently. First one was the stone, the shattered stone, which was a prison. The awesome. Second one, second one was the cliff face that you were stuck next to between you and the dragon, the ice worm. <laughs> oh, so I see let's what see you what, did there. Yeah, and let's see what 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 other sedimentary uh, formation I can uh, squeeze you in. <laughs> Next session. Awesome. (laughs) All right, Stefan. All right, what do we got for some listener feedback here? We do have a bit of listener feedback. One we already answered uh, previously when we were talking about uh, the adventures, uh, Alexander's uh, initial uh, message. Then we just got recently uh, one from our uh, regular listeners, uh, Michael Miklishin. A uh, fellow uh, French Canadian here in Kazakhstan. So he says, uh, I just heard the news that you guys are planning on shutting down the show. I have mixed feelings, but in the end, I think you guys have made a fantastic podcast and I'm happy for you to move on to the next great thing. I think the episodes you put out will stand the test of time and will be an excellent resource for Genesis players years from now. I have nothing much else to say, but thank you for the great show, and I hope to roll some dice with you guys someday. Michael M. Well, there you go. Thank you very much, Michael. Always nice to hear some feedback. Yeah. Mike. That's great, dude. Yes, thank you, Michael. Uh, You writing into the show many Mm -hmm. times to ask us to has has been one of the highlights as one of our listeners who's written us many emails. Um, we really one of the tens. That. Yeah, yep. <laughs> one of our tens of <laughs> listeners. Yes, uh, I I really appreciate. It. I know the fun game that Chris and I had first when you first started uh, contacting us, trying to pronounce your name. Yep. <laughs> Michael Miskalskin, right? Or Miskal? Mis- Mis- uh, Mis- yes, exactly. Yes, Michael Michelin. <laughs> Yeah, man, put out episodes you put out will stand the test of time, dude. And that's the hope. That's, that's, that's the hope. Great. And we're going to keep them up there. Um, mm-hmm. We're not going to take them down anytime in the near future. Nah. Uh, no, they'll be up there on, on the pod, Podbean for sure for a while. And you will be here yeah, forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're like herpes. We'll just keep coming back around. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when Tony and I when Tony and I started this, you know, we wanted we wanted this to be a resource for players and, you know, mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, to learn the game, you know, that's kind of why we wanted to do it. And, yep. you know, I to mean, learn the narrative, follow, find the narrative with us and, you know, explore this system with us. And then when Stefan joined the show, you know, just made it that just that much better. Right. I mean, oh, 
Oh, I thought I mean, you were going to say that it went to hell. No, thrice wow. the fun. That's what it became. Yeah, thrice the fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, double no, mint, but, man, it's triple mint, baby. Yeah. Right? You know, one of the things I do, I I, <laughs> I get on social media rarely, but I'm on there from time to time, and I'll see questions that are asked in the various uh, Facebook groups. And uh, <laughs> there are a lot of times the answer to the question is we did an episode on that and I yeah. just put a link cool. to the episode. <laughs> uh, great. And uh, just this week, somebody was asking about chase rules and I'm like, Hey, speed buggy, check it out. You know? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. You know, speed, but, buggy, no. speed buggy was fun. Um, yeah. So, listen yeah. to the show even. Come on. What are you waiting for? <laughs> rules in despair even. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It, it, I hope that uh, people are still listening to it long after we're done. So, that's oh yeah, me too. Yep. Me too. All right, kind uh, words, so, buddy. Appreciate it. Yep, Michael and everyone else, uh, you can continue to write us at uh, finding the narrative podcast at gmail dot com. You can reach out to Stefan and myself, finding the narrative on Facebook. We're there. Um, yep. Stefan more than me. Uh, you can reach out to all three of us still on Mayway. Uh, I still have the app on my phone. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> finding the narrative uh, there also. And then our Twitter presence is at FTN underscore Genesis. And that's all Stefan's baby. Um, recommend us to others in all those places where you found us before. Podbean, iTunes, uh, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, blah, blah, blah. Then at finding the narrative podcast there. Also wanted to mention, or Steph wanted me to mention, uh, the visit the if you haven't done so in a while go out to the Edge Studio website it has changed there's a lot more information there yeah. I know um, it's been shared in other social media environments but uh, if you're only contact with Genesis is our show um, there's their website has a lot more information than it initially did including um, several articles about uh, Twilight Imperium the upcoming yep. Um, yep. book and uh, 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 one article on the Kelleris, which Chris mentioned was part yep. of that adventure. Tonight. Yeah, a little, and that's, a little interview with uh, Sam Gregor. And we'll have yep. uh, we'll have Chris put the uh, the link for uh, Edge Studio again in our show notes. Uh, very much appreciate uh, the the listeners out there who have been uh, interacting with us, and uh, I look forward to these next few episodes and. Yeah. Finalizing this. Mm-hmm. So, yep, this is Tony saying, let's tell a story, spend a story point, add an element that wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> and this is Stefan saying, dare to ask for those boost dice and pass them along when you have too many of them and, or have your fellow players re-roll them. And remember the rule of cool, especially when the cool fucking green guy in the tank is going to go steal some embits telepathically <laughs> from a nearby kiosk. Telekinetically. Telekin- that too. That too, yes. <laughs> Michael Mickelson. You know Just a l- <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> hey, Bob, fart! <laughs> And it's pronounced X, Xcha and Hakan and uh, Mahak. <laughs> Can I finish my tag sign off? Okay, sure. No. <laughs> you know, and, you know, just let them all just have fun doing it. <laughs>
That was it. Yeah, even if they mispronounce everything. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's okay. Yep. Yep. It it's is part of your charm. Exactly. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> lumberjack. Right, good night, everybody. Good Love night, lumberjack. Yes. Good night. Love you all. Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned on this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.